25,158 vax deaths. And in addition to that, 400 or 4,279 miscarriages as of March 4th. Yes, that's right. We're still using openvares.com, which aggregates all of the COVID vax data for you from the VAERS database. And I'm probably going to be revisiting that database a little bit today because the numbers have gone up and man, are they telling. So, you know, keep in mind the news, the mainstream, lamestream media out there, they would really like us to be distracted by the shell game going on in Ukraine and Russia. And I'm not saying nothing's going on there. However, the mainstream media is acting as if that's all that's going on. That's all we should be concerned about right now is Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Yeah, well, um, we're worried about their border. What about our own border? We still have thousands of illegals coming across our border in just New Mexico every single day. We still have drugs. We still have fentanyl. We still have terrorists crossing our border down south. So forgive me for, um, you know, not caring so much about a country that well, not only is on the other side of the world, but is also just as corrupt as Russia. I mean, it's right up there in corruption. Yeah, with and, them. And, and later I'll talk about it a little bit. The, the reason that you're hearing so much about Ukraine, and it's mm-hmm. not for reasons that you think. Um, and there are a lot of folks who've bought into that, the lie. Unfortunately. And, um, and they're, they're, not seeing, they're not seeing the big picture for what it really is here. Um, this Ukraine thing is not, it's not what it appears to be on the surface. There's a, lo- a whole lot more to it. And we'll oh, talk about yes. that a little bit later. <clears throat> yeah, there, there is. There's some really good articles too we've got on um, some of the biolab stuff. The, um, we, we started hearing rumors about the biolabs in Ukraine. Gosh, I think it was about a week ago now. Um, but we've kind of been waiting for some stuff, some other stuff to come out about it. And I think we're ready to talk a little bit about that today. But also, you know, I want to go I want to go back to COVID. I know we just finished our Constitution class, the whole Constitution last week. Um, So I really wanted to focus more today on a lot of the COVID lies. And we've been referring to these, you know, over the past two years. But I want to go over some more of them because it's imperative that we do not forget not only what happened in the last two years, but people. It's still happening. They're not done. They're not done with the COVID lies. They're not done with utilizing this new tool of public health and safety to supplant our freedoms and our God-given rights. They're still doing it. It's still going on. And they think that they can pull the wool over everyone's eyes because, you know, Ukraine war. Oh, and, and and these gas prices, yeah, we're we're blaming them all on Russia. Hmm, interesting. Well, okay, maybe wouldn't we wouldn't have these inflated gas prices if we weren't buying oil from Russia in the first place, you know? Yeah. So, I want to go back <clears throat> from um Oh gosh, let's see. I I want to go back like I said to the VAERS data set. And there there was an interesting an interesting article done that actually compared the VAERS data set to the DOD DMED data set. Uh, remember when the whistleblowers had 
basically released a lot of the info from DMED. Now, understand DMED isn't something that you or I as regular citizens can access, but some very brave whistleblowers, doctors and scientists, they took screenshots of information. They documented very, very carefully where they were getting the information from, what day, what time on the DMED database so that it could not be refuted, which, of course, now the Pentagon is trying to do. They're glitching their own data. But what what came out interesting from that whole whistleblower event of the DMED database was that when you compare DMED to the VAERS data that we've been looking at, and of course, skeptics have been saying, oh, VAERS not accurate. It's not accurate. Well, I never said it was accurate. It's well, okay, by the uh, federal health department's own standards, only 1% to 10% representative of what's actually going on with vaccine injury. So there you go. But the VAERS data actually supports the DOD whistleblower's data in spite of the Pentagon glitch. Now, this all all came out, I think, about, uh, let's see here, was it a month? Oh, yeah, it was about a month ago. Yeah, February 9th. So year three, we're enter, we've entered now year three of COVID. Keep in mind how long it's been. And when you're talking about uh, a pandemic, an epidemic, anything that is measurable in numbers and some type of statistics, the longer you go from, you know, from year zero or day zero, and the longer you go into it, the more data you have accumulated to look back on and to analyze. So there was a critical conversation um, in January called COVID-19, a second opinion. And I'm getting this from uh, undercoverdc.com. They do a lot of good work. And it included distinguished doctors and medical experts from around the globe. They shared their views on the safety and efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines as well as the general response to the pandemic. Also, attorney Thomas Renz, anyone recognize that name? He testified at the five-hour exchange, and he represents three Department of Defense whistleblowers who reported that dramatic increase in medical diagnosis among military personnel in 2021. That was the the DMED database. So they took the, the information, the data, straight from the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database, DMED, one of the, again, most comprehensive medical databases because it contains baseline rates. In other words, these aren't just volunteers randomly coming forward saying, hey, I had this episode. Hey, I think I had an adverse reaction. No, the the military keeps very strict records on all of their personnel, healthy to unhealthy. And, well, by the way, as you know, Jaybird, military doesn't accept unhealthy people. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried to get in several years ago and because of um, my, well, just bow-legged knees and some hearing stuff, um, they wouldn't accept me uh, unless I had a medical clearance from a doctor, which I couldn't really get. And so, you know, you and I've said this before. And, and it bears repeating, you just, you don't get into the military if you have major uh, or even minor health right. conditions. You don't get in there if you have 
uh, myocarditis, you don't get in there um, if you've got uh, problems with your heart, problems with your lungs. You it, That just doesn't happen. And the crazy thing about the DMED here and the numbers is, you know, I've seen the numbers before they were doctored, and I and I genuinely feel that they were doctored um, for a couple of reasons. But one of them, the biggest reason is is after they were doctored, the explanation that was put forth um, by the officials was that um, the, there was a glitch in the system and the numbers hadn't reported accurately. <clears throat> which, Over a five-year rolling right average, right? And of Keep course, in mind. <laughs> of course, um, you know, I call BS on that. Um, that's that's crap. That's a lie. Yeah. I mean, first of all, these are, these are folks that know what's going on with their soldiers. Um, and if they don't, are these the people that should be trusted to administer a vaccine that was created in six months with no experimentation whatsoever? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, where, where, where is it? Where, where's everyone's head in this? Because if you look at this, uh, as you should with, with skepticism, um, either one, they're lying or two, they really screwed up and they can't keep track of their numbers. So, um, again, in either case, these are not people that should be forcing any kind of vaccine on anyone unless of course, and they shouldn't be doing this, but the, the only reason that I can see that they're doing this is because it's an experiment and we're going to lose. And in and, and the same article here, there's a doctor that mentioned um, some 200,000 soldiers mm-hmm. who are now, um, they're sick. They have multiple conditions, including myocarditis, and that's just one of the things. And, and so we are about to lose um, in the neighborhood of 200,000 soldiers. Wow. Now, think about that for a minute, okay? So, so let, let, let's back this up just a little bit. So if you look at the mainstream media— and let's let's say you you go with with all these idiots out there that are like I stand with Ukraine because you're an idiot if you stand with Ukraine because you 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 haven't even looked at the big picture, um, and I, you know if you don't like me, tough I don't care, but again, if you stand with Ukraine, and you think that Russia is crossing a line here literally, and starting World War Three. Do we have the luxury of losing 200,000 soldiers if we're looking at another world mm. war here? Yeah, that that's a good question. Now, I want to go back to this article because there's a very interesting thing on the DMED database itself that actually underlines and underscores the accuracy of its data. So its own website explains that users have unprecedented access to epidemiological data on active component service members, meaning they're, they're, they're active or they're in active reserve status and they are actively being physically and medically um, assessed right. on what, a regular basis. What this it means, is not passed. What it means is if you have an infected tooth and you get it pulled, uh, mm-hmm. the military knows. They have access to your medical and records. And they put that in they their know. database right away. And so it's un- and it's unprecedented. They even they even brag about this themselves. Unprecedented epidemiological uh, access to data. And also tailored queries 
that respond in a timely and efficient manner. So when this information was first released by the whistleblowers, it was given to the attorney, to Thomas Renz, under penalty of perjury. They, they put, he put his, his name, his license, his, his reputation on the line. And the whistleblowers, they were brave enough. They, gave, they came forward. They gave their names. And when they had the round table in the Senate, um, Senator Johnson himself even clarified that had the whistleblowers not been brave enough to give their names, he would not have given the discussion time on the floor. So it was, th- it was three, three very brave people. And by the way, these are our liberty heroes today. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, Dr. Samuel Sigaloff, and Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Peter Chambers. Since last fall, they have each been expressing grave concerns over these mandatory shots. They have been trying to get people to listen to them within the military, you know, medical sphere and, and without that the, these mandatory shots, that these can pose a grave danger to people's health. So when they came forward, um, you know, to this attorney and they, they gave him the damaging data, you know, one of, one of course that we've talked about in the past, one that hits home for me is that miscarriages, according to DMED, increased by nearly 300% in 2021 over the five-year average. And then likewise, an almost 300% increase in cancer over the same five years. Now, what does differ, because we have to talk about the differences too, from the VAERS database, is VAERS data is showing, okay, here are the people who are reporting adverse reactions or death specifically due to a vaccine. DMED is not necessarily reporting these due to a vaccine, but they're looking at an overall trend, meaning for the five-year rolling average before 2021, there were 300% less miscarriages overall in healthy military personnel and, and their families than there were in 2021. In 2021, overall miscarriages shot up 300% over the previous five years overall. Now, if anyone who looks at statistics, whenever you see a sudden spike, whenever you see an anomaly, that is usually a red flag, that is usually a warning, and it behooves you to look further into the data and go, huh, I wonder why that happened especially over the pre, a previous five-year rolling average. Because they, they didn't just say, oh, well, there were 300% more miscarriages from 2021 over 2020 or 2018. No, they, they took an average for a very good reason because you, you, know, you need to look a little further back in the past. There are always going to be spikes, dips um, you know, from year to year, but they decided, okay, let's look back further what's what's a good baseline average so they made a point um to thank dr ryan cole because he specifically focused his attention on cancer related to covid 
jabs. You know, he says, we saw, and this one's amazing, neurological issues, this is his quote, which would affect our military pilots. Again, keep in mind, the DMED database is for the purpose of making sure that our military is healthy. Neurological issues, cancer, blood clot issues. These are things that, yeah, they, they would affect us on a day-to-day basis as normal, healthy people. But especially for military personnel who are supposed to be on a fighting edge uh, you know, at a moment's call, at the snap of a finger. This is crucial. This is critical. So he went on to say, our soldiers are being experimented on, injured and sometimes possibly killed. They know this. And Senator, when these doctors are attacked, they call me. I'm the one dealing with the medical boards. I'm the one watching the witch hunts. I'm the one fighting them off. And I'm going to keep doing that. Wow. You know, some of this is scary stuff. If you all have not seen this testimony, um, well, you can go to undercoverdc.com. Bears Data supports DOD whistleblowers. They've got some of the videos linked there. It's also on Rumble, I believe, and I think BitChute. I'm not... Don't quote me on that one. I know it's on another platform as well. Of course, good luck trying to find it on YouTube. YouTube has been taking these things down just as fast as they can. Um, yeah, it, and there's and there's another another piece too that that um, you didn't mention so far yet, but that the project uh, Solace. Um, he, he's indicated that um, Project Solace is an initiative oh, where Solace, yeah, yeah, where where the the, the military takes mm-hmm. that data. Uh, from DMED, and they and they they share that with the CDC. Yes. But now, uh, and, and this thing exists, but now it's being said, "Oh no, that does not exist." Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. Yeah, so, and, and and he's and he witnessed it. This doctor even witnessed it himself. He's like, "Yeah, they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines." And let's see here. Uh, so he said September twenty eighth, twenty twenty one the Project Salus weekly report. He said, on and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and the entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of the unvaccinated. It's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. Well, that's interesting because according to this doctor in the Project Salus weekly report, their very own DOD document said that specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaccinated and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vax. And this doctor even said, quote, this is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. The secretary of defense needs to be investigated. The CDC needs to be investigated. Now, is it any wonder folks keep in mind um, that these guys came forward months ago. And this article specifically comparing VAERS data to DOD came out last month. Is it any wonder that the Biden administration, the White House, uh, the lamestream media and all of their sycophants, they would love us to focus on Ukraine, go, oh, look, there's a war. You know, like, oh, 
squirrel. Yeah, they, they love us to the entire country to give in to this ADD moment of, oh, look, possible war, possible nuclear war. Because they are desperate for us to forget and overlook and unsee what has been coming out. And the reason we're going back to this, some of you might say it's old news. <clears throat> no, it's still it's still current news. This was the proof that not only did DOD know what was going on with the VAX, the CDC knew, Fauci knew, anyone who was sent that DOD report knew that these, this was not a crisis of unvaccinated, but of vaccinated people. You know, we can tell you all, oh yeah, we know several people in, in our lives, in church, through school, through whatever, that are vaccinated and they're sick. That's considered, um, that, that's not considered statistical evidence. You know, that, that's, that's just, you know, okay, that's a personal testimony. Sure, you happen to know most people around you that are vaxxed, they're the ones getting sick again, or they're the ones getting hospitalized. That, that's anecdotal, as they would say. That's not statistical. This was based on actual statistics. Yeah. And speaking of the statistics, um, you know, Lee Dundas spoke <clears throat> too, and, yep. um, you know, the human rights attorney. And and she indicated something that, that really bothers me quite a bit. And, and if anybody knows anything about statistics, you know that there's a certain margin of error. And it's usually... Usually no more or less Two to 5%. Than, yeah, no, yeah, no more or less than 5%. So anyway, so the, the report initially from, from August 2021 from the DOD, that's the Department of Defense, uh, indicated 1,239 instances of acute myocarditis. And according to Lee Dundas, the identical report run for the same period now shows only 307 cases. Yeah, several weeks after the whistleblowers came forward. Remember, and, I, and I'm harping on this for a reason, whistleblowers, they specifically documented, they videotaped themselves pulling this information off of the DMED database. They took screenshots. They have a basically an audiovisual chain of custody set up for where they got this information and to prove that they didn't tamper with it. And then weeks later, Pentagon comes out with, oh, well, we ran the same report. It only shows 307. So you don't have to be good at math to figure out that those numbers are not give or take 5%. That's 75% error right there. There's a 75% difference. That is not a mistake. No. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe everything is a huge significance in my life, but I don't believe in in coincidences. And I certainly don't believe that a report one day shows 1239 as far as acute myocarditis. And after um, information has been scrubbed, I've seen the charts with my own eyes. I don't believe that 307 is the accurate number. Right. So what came out, and we're going to go over these, I know we've gone over some of these numbers in the past we need to go over them again. You all cannot forget. Again, this, this is evidence, folks. This, these were the numbers that were submitted to a lawyer and then submitted to a senator and then were hashed out in front of members of Congress. Hypertension, 2,181% increase. 
in 2021. Again, over the previous five-year average. Diseases of the nervous system. This is what the doctor was talking about. Neurological things that really concern them with military personnel. 1,048% increase. Malignant neoplasms of the esophagus. 8,904% increase. Uh, yeah, that'll keep your pilots grounded, by the way. Everything on this list will. Yep. Everything. Multiple sclerosis. 680% increase. Malignant neoplasms of digestive organs, 624% increase. Guillain-Barre syndrome. And, and keep in mind, Guillain-Barre was one of the ones that was one of the first red flags syndromes that were increasing early on in the first few months when the vaccine was released. 551% increase. Breast cancer, 487. Demil... Demyelinating? Demyelinating. Demyelinating. Huh, I've never heard of that one. Demyelinating. Okay, 487%. Malignant neoplasms of thyroid and other endocrine glands. Serious condition. 474% increase. Female infertility, 472%. Pulmonary embolism, 468 Migraines, 452%. Gee, that'll really, really mess with your soldiers. Migraines? Good Lord. Do you really think that they can go tar do target practice? Go do flight simulations with migraines? Yeah, no. Ovarian dysfunction, 437%. Unless you think it's only limited to women. Testicular cancer. 369% increase. Again, base, the, the DMED has a great baseline among healthy, active individuals. And testicular cancers up 369%. Oh, and tachycardia. You know, just, just a little thing with the heart rhythm there. 302% increase. So in addition to the myocarditis discrepancies, which were referenced by Senator Johnson in his letter, the DOD has offered no clear explanation as to why specific DMED data has been scrubbed. Because see, what, what Senator Johnson noted about was that Thomas Renz, the attorney, notified him, yeah, um, some DMED data revealing registered diagnosis of specifically myocarditis has been removed from the database. And so Johnson wrote to the DMED, Senator Johnson, you know, following this allegation that DMED data had been doctored, I immediately wrote to you on January 24th, requesting that you preserve all records referring, relating, or reporting to DMED. I have yet to hear whether you have complied with this request. Oh, so Pentagon was put on notice. Hey, we discovered you scrubbed info. Please preserve all your records relating reported to DMED. And by the way, I haven't heard back from you whether you're going to comply or have complied with the request or not. Hmm, interesting. Now, uh, this, this outfit, Undercover DC, they actually reached out to the Defense Health Agency and asked them, you know, for a further explanation. In response, the agency said, 
We're looking into this, but unfortunately, we'll not be able to close it out right away. Hmm, okay, well, that, that's quite the brush off. So for reference, um, there, there's actually a slideshow too on this that you all really need to look at. It highlights the diseases and injuries in the DMED database that, by all appearances, were promptly scrubbed. These are the, um, the, these are the graphs that Jaybird was referring to. So they, they give the side-by-side -side before and after images of the information, you know, what the whistleblowers uncovered, and then what the Pentagon reported after scrubbing interesting uh, the, the information. Now, it's interesting that while totals for several significant diseases and injuries were adjusted, there actually were some that weren't. So it's almost like they, they decided to pick and choose. And then, of course, DMED data on myocarditis and pulmonary embolism had also been scrubbed to display adjusted numbers. The updated DMED data reflects that while myocarditis and pulmonary embolism numbers were higher in 2021, reported incidences for both illnesses were also higher in 2016-2020 as well. Huh, inter interesting how that changed. <clears throat> so, PolitiFact, of course, tried to uh, fact check. <laughs> and I, I always find it funny. Yeah, one, of the th one of the ways you know what's true, what's truth these days, and what, what's not, is what do the fact checkers try to get you to believe? So back in January 28th, Facebook partner, by the way, PolitiFact, fact checked the whistleblower's information and declared it false. Oh, gee, you think something's there? Hmm. Yeah, if PolitiFact declares something false, I generally like to take a look at it and go, oh, okay, this might, this, there might be something to this then. Yeah. So they, they tried to say it was fact checked, it was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news and misinformation on its news feed, et cetera. And of course, you know, um, they, they tried try to say what's interesting is they weren't actually able to refute any of the actual information or any of the actual numbers. But according to Peter Graves, PolitiFact spokesperson for uh, the Defense Health Agency's Armed Force Surveillance Division, he stated in an obscure email that in response to concerns mentioned in news reports, the division reviewed data in the DMED and found that the data was incorrect for the years, get this, 2016 through 2020. Wait, what? Okay, so PolitiFact trying to back up, um, you know, Facebook, Fauci, the leftist sycophants trying to cover for the Pentagon. Um, oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the division reviewed all the DMED data and just happened to find one five-year period, an entire five-year period of reporting medical incidents, the data just happened to be mistaken and incorrect. Oh, but wait, the DMED's own database, remember, got to go back to the beginning. Oh, yeah, uh, you have unpre unprecedented access to epidemiological data on active component service members and tailored queries that respond in a timely and efficient manner. DMED advertises itself as not only up-to-date, but also as accurate. 
Huh. And that your queries are done in a timely and efficient manner. Gee. So um, where were they for those five years, 2016, 2020, reporting, you know, completely, completely wrong, completely incorrect data? And it just happened to be the five-year period that these whistleblowers used in order to compare 2021 medical incidents to those previous five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, that big, too much of a big coincidence for me, way too much. They're claiming that uh, the 2021 numbers were accurate, but um, because of the underreported data for 2016 through 2020, um, the DMED system had to be taken offline to identify and, here we go, correct the root cause of the data corruption. <gasps> Do they think we're stupid? <laughs> Some of us are. N- yeah. Not anybody that listens to this radio station, of course. <clears throat> yeah, probably not. But Probably not. You know, um, anyone who would look at these numbers and dismiss them out of hand, yeah, you probably better uh, probably better check for your brain. It might be mush at this point. Right. I mean, this is, it's absolutely insane. These, uh, the system that's been touted as accurate and um, um, a, a solid source of numbers is now offline because <clears throat> the numbers aren't correct. For a Some, five-year somehow, period. Yeah, somehow for five years. Before 2021, before 2021, before the vaccine came out, just that five-year period, oh, it was all incorrect. Right, and and here's a coincidence for you. And again, there's that word. I don't like the C word. I don't like coinkydinks. Here's a coincidence for you to think about. They didn't find this error until after vaccinations were rolled out. And COVID after was the whistleblowers be, COVID through. was supposed to be so bad that it was going to kill pretty much everyone on the planet. And they didn't bother to look at their numbers. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, there's that word, after vaccines are rolled out, now they found these numbers and now they're taking action. Again, I don't believe in coincidences. Nope. I mean, you you can call me whatever you want. Doesn't matter. I don't care. But there is a conspiracy here, and the conspiracy is, and I don't even want to use the word fraud because it's much more serious than that, but there is a conspiracy here by the U.S. government and the U.S. military to hide the fact that the vaccines are an experiment and they are killing people. And here's where this gets interesting. Okay, so comparing the DMED whistleblower and scrub data, to the VAERS database. So anyone who works with numbers knows that if you can cross-reference numbers and statistics from different sources, you can average them out, you can get a better idea of, you know, what's true, what's not, what are the variables, etc. So the DMED data that was provided by the whistleblowers, you know, they reported on myocarditis data on January 21st, 2022, they showed a 184.3% increase of myocarditis data on 2021. 
Well, that differs from the data reported on February 2nd, again, after the Pentagon scrubbed some things. And then they only showed a 125.7% increase in 2021. Still, regardless of the sudden change in DMED numbers, if you do a straightforward search in VAERS for yearly cases of myocarditis, that search will actually support the assertion of the DOD whistleblowers who observed the considerable rise of myocarditis cases reported in DMED during 2021, which means now we have two data sets that can be specifically searched for specific medical instances and specific cases or types of cases during certain years. And guess what? The data from both sources, they back each other up. Yeah, and and it's it's well-documented that um, injuries are underreported to VAERS, Mm -hmm. yet from 91 to 2020, the number of myocarditis reported to VAERS the highest number was in 2003 with 27 cases. Yeah. And that was in 2003. Okay. So that's pre COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now in, in 2021, reports and fares for myocarditis was it increased. Uh, up by 6,511%. Okay. So again, 1,758 reported cases in 2021. And the rise appears to be continuing. 166 cases of myocarditis as of January 28th. Mm-hmm. So again, those numbers, the 1,758, that is, they're saying that's underreported. Oh, but yeah. But even if that's, even if that's, if that's within 5 or 10% accurate, that is a huge increase huge again this is not this is not a coincidence and yet somehow the people in charge the people that are selling you this bill of goods these people are trying to kill you and that may seem hyperbolic but how else do you explain this there's a vaccine out there and the one common denominator here is that it's either COVID or it's the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Could be both. But either way, if it's COVID, it's not naturally occurring. It's a bioweapon, which the people in charge are telling you it's not a bioweapon. This all happened, but this is all naturally occurring. That's a lie. Well, and even they're having to admit now, well, you know, that, that there, there could be a, a chance of, you know, yeah, some human engineering, but, but, you know, it still could have right, been naturally right. evolved. But, but my point is, mm-hmm. of course, I personally do not believe this was naturally no. evolving, but my point is you either, if you're listening to them, you either believe that this, that COVID is naturally occurring and it's the worst virus we've ever seen in the history of humankind. And it's going to kill everyone unless you get this poison um, injected into your, into your blood. Or you believe that that's poison that they're injecting into your blood, and that's what's going to kill you. Because at this point, when we look at these numbers, you cannot dismiss this out of hand. Mm-hmm. There, there is a big thing going on here 
People are dying. More people are going to die if we just dismiss this and we sit on our butts and we say and do nothing. And by the way, it's not just myocarditis that um, they looked at these and compared other uh, incidents as well, such as pulmonary embolism reports. Okay, so the DMED data from January 19th, 260% increase in 2021 from previous years. After it got scrubbed on February 2nd, only 14% rise. However, go back to the VAERS case, VAERS database, for yearly cases of pulmonary embolism, there was a significant significant increase in 2021. In fact, before 2021, the highest number of pulmonary embolism cases reported following vaccinations was in 2009, a whole whopping 15 cases. In 2021, 1,754 reports of pulmonary embolism following vaccination. And it's still continuing. So again, this, the concern here is that something's happening. You look at these numbers. These are not small incremental increases. These are huge spikes in things happening. So at the very least, you need to look and now at confirmed, why. Now confirmed by two sources. Right. You need to look at why this is happening. Yet somehow we, the people that are in the know, quote unquote, they're not looking at this. They don't want to look at this. They don't want you to look at this. Because, again, the, the one common denominator here is the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And if you... If you do any kind of experimentation, whether it's in numbers, whether it's in science, anything, you control your variables and you make reasonable deductions based on what variables exist Mm -hmm. after certain changes happen. Well, why, why are these people not looking at that in this way anymore? The science has been changed right before your eyes, everyone. The H1N1 vaccine was, remember, taken off the market. It was given out to the public. It was taken off the market after, what, 26 deaths, I believe? Even even though the standard is actually 50 deaths, uh, at 26 deaths, FDA called it and said, nope, too many deaths. Yeah, over, over several million people had been vaccinated with the H1N1 vaccine already. 26 deaths, even over several million people, is too much. Pull that vaccine. It's not happening this time. Never before have we had not just loose standards, not just lax standards for a brand spanking new vaccine. And by the way, the fastest any other vaccine previous to COVID had been put on the market was seven years. It took seven total years. And this one after less than a year, nine to six, really? Nine to six months? And it's not just they have lax standards. They have no standards at all for it. Oh, take it. It's perfectly safe. Really? Can you back that up? Actually, no, we can't. No, not at all. So, you know, that this article, I encourage you all to look at this and to look at the chart. Picture is worth a thousand words. Remember that they go over, oh my gosh, so, so many different things that the VAERS data corroborates with the whistleblower's DMED data. Um, anything from, you know, of course, the pulmonary embolisms to Anxiety, that was a huge one. Uh, The seizures, hypertension. This one always gets me. Suicide. 
DMED whistleblower data for suicide among military members was a disturbing 226.9% increase in 2021. And while the data, the VAERS data does not list suicide alone, data for suicide ideation and suicide attempts overall shows an increase in both in 2021 compared to previous years. So that even that data backs up the DMED whistleblowers data. So that so so many things, so many illnesses. So of course, you know, the question is is, you know, okay, well, why did DOD scrub this database following the hearing and the fact checking, et cetera? Well, of course, DOD hasn't offered an explanation still um, why it was scrubbed immediately. Well, some data was, some data wasn't. But plainly, the updated numbers for specific illnesses and diseases, they have the potential to pull attention away from the astronomical numbers reported to DMED in 2021. And according to the Epoch Times, which I highly recommend to everyone out there who wants real news in their day-to-day, um, in a day-to-day aggregation, the DOD spokesperson, Major Charlie Dietz, explained the current situation on the DMED data from 2016 to 2020, reported DHA's Armed Forces Surveillance Division conducted a complete review of the data contained in the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database and found that the data was incorrect for the years 2016 through 2020. Comparing the DMED database to the source data contained in DMSS, AFHSD, discovered that the total number of medical diagnoses from 2016 to 2020 that were accessible in DMED represented only a small fraction of actual medical diagnoses for those years. So wait, he's saying that for, again, those five years, 2016 through 2020, oh, the DMED database didn't have access to all the numbers. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. I, I thought your website again boasted accurate and unprecedented access and, and query and accurate queries, uh, you know, delivered in a timely manner too. Hmm. And somehow you all missed this for five years. Again, not buying it, not buying it at all. And he went on to say that, you know, a AFHSD has taken DMED offline to identify and correct the root cause of the data corruption or, you know, to just continue scrubbing data away until it matches <clears throat> whatever they want us to believe. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't uh, buy it for a bit. And apparently attorney Renz <laughs> isn't buying it either. He, he thinks the data is currently being manipulated to cover up the fact that corrupt bureaucrats in Washington have knowingly poisoned our troops and deceived the American people about the safety and efficacy of the COVID injections. Re- even Renz, the lawyer himself, claims that, well, the DMED data claiming that it's incorrect for those five years was absurd. We spend millions per year on DMED and the individuals monitoring it. Renz shared that he and his team believe DMED data is currently being manipulated. And emphasized that the DMED is one of the premier epidemiological databases 
in the world. You cannot claim to be a premier database, to be accurate, to be up to date, to give cutting edge numbers in you know, almost, almost real time, and then go back and say, oh, oops, five years out of six years of data was, it was just incorrect. It, it wasn't updated. They, they didn't have access to all the numbers. You don't get it both ways. And we do spend millions and millions on that database. Yeah, and and you know that they're still reporting COVID numbers as accurate. Oh, yeah. Um, So here we are. We're in a situation where we are supposed to believe that for five years, their database was wrong. But you, I can guarantee you that the COVID numbers from from the military is still being counted as accurate, and the numbers that they flash on the screen that lamestream media shows you. We have six trillion gazillion cases of COVID today. How many of those are from the military? So if you believe what they're what they're telling you here, you can't believe those numbers because, well, they're inaccurate. But yet, I guarantee you those numbers are still being factored in to the numbers that are being sold to you and I as far as the total number of COVID cases. That's right. And, you know, this cover-up, I wish I could say it's unique, but this this goes well beyond just here on our shores. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scotland is in the middle of something right now. Oh yes, um, their their PHS PHS, which is the Public Health Scotland, um, they've decided, and this is according to an article, uh, I, uh, Igor We'll have a link for it. But on February 16th, 2022, Public Health Scotland published a letter. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They're no longer going to report COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and death by vaccination status on a weekly basis. Oh, surprise, Now, why do you think that might be? Well, they're blaming it on misinterpretation. (laughs) They're saying that they're aware of inappropriate use and misinterpretation of their data. So they're no longer going to share their data. But they go on to say that evidence suggests the COVID-19 vaccine is effective at reducing the risk of severe outcome, such as hospitalization when infected. They finish with, however, no vaccine is 100% effective and some COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths may still occur. Oh, gee. So they admit that this is not effective. Mm -hmm. It's not going to wipe out COVID. But they're not going to share any of the information with anyone because they don't want anyone to think for themselves and to come to their own conclusions. In Scotland, and and here as well, as as we just went over for the last... um, you know, 45 minutes or so here. The idea now is that, you know, the government's going to tell you what you should think. They're not going to provide you with any information, no quote-unquote evidence. They're just going to spoon-feed you what they think you deserve, and you're just going to take it. And 
this is again this is not unique to our shores right here's an example of in scotland where they're doing yeah. this yeah and other countries have you know come on board to something like this to some extent or another and some of you might say oh why are you harping on this you know the mandates are going away that we don't have to worry so much anymore about being mandated to wear masks or vaccines not true actually right hospitals medical staff, even some federal, are still actually mandated to get vaccinated. Yeah. There are still hospital and medical personnel quitting or moving, um, even in states where they've, quote, lifted the mandates. Oh, except for <clears throat> hospital and healthcare personnel. Right. Yeah. And PHS is trying to say that because of the misuse or inappropriate use mm -hmm. of their data, they're trying mm -hmm. to say that people are not going to get tested. Right. But the problem with that is that's a lie. In Scotland, <laughs> yeah, no. Everyone gets tested once they get in the hospital. And the same here. Yep. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, if you go into the hospital, you get tested for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody, if, 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 if I'm wrong, please call in and tell me but I've not heard of any hospital not testing anybody coming into the hospital for COVID. They're still yeah. making you wear masks for crying out loud. Oh, and the, and the CDC also came out uh, a while back and said, yeah, well, we're, we're not going to be releasing all of these um, uh, large portions of the COVID data that we collect. In fact, it, it made a huge splash. It was in the New York Times. Hello. But yeah, we're, we're not going to publish large portions of the data because it might be misused, uh, misconstrued, and potentially um, add to, you know, the, the, this whole, what do they call it, vaccine hesitancy. The CDC. Yeah, I'll include the link. Yeah, it's kind of behind a paywall, but um, hey, it's the, it's the New York Times. This came out, oh gosh, when did it come out? I forget when. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. So there you go. And even, the, even our own CDC is doing the same thing that Scotland is doing, folks. And they're trying to cover up and they're trying to hide uh, COVID-related data because, well, we don't want it to. Yeah, and... Aid in vaccine hesitancy. And again, why do you think they would try to cover that up? Well, um, in the same article, there's a chart that shows um, very reasonably why they would want to cover this up, why they would not want to share this information, the vaccine status with mm -hmm. anyone, because in th they, they have their chart broken down into unvaccinated versus those who have been vaccinated with, with doses, one dose, two dose booster or three doses. Mm -hmm. And if you look at this, and we'll just take one example here. This is um, probably the most extreme here, but there's a category age standardized, age standardized mortality rate per 100,000 with 95% confidence intervals. So from January 1 through January 7, 2022, that mortality rate per 100,000 for unvaccinated is 7.89. 
Same time frame for those with two doses, the mortality mm. rate per 100,000 is 12.00. Mm. So they're not going to share the numbers, not because they don't want the, the information misused. It's because they've misused the information. They intend to misuse the information and they intend to lie to you. It doesn't fit their narrative. That's right. And again, it's not just medical places, people. Um, I've been hearing some some things. Yeah, we, we all know that if, if you've been paying attention, <clears throat> that Sandia Laboratories lifted what was what do they call it their their health test app that they lifted something regarding testing test to work yeah test to uh, test to work or i know the school systems call it test to stay now sandia had something interesting but what i've been trying to ascertain and find out is did sandia also lift their what they call voluntary uh registration for the unvaccinated what some of these corporations and even government entities are doing is okay you don't have to be vaxxed to come to work okay we may even say you don't have to test but if you don't voluntarily get vaccinated or tested that means you're automatically volunteering to be to agree to be on a registration as unvaccinated Folks, wherever you work, please, please, for your own sake, and even those of some of your coworkers who may be oblivious, please find out the details. If you go to work unvaxxed, find out the details of what you are <clears throat> tacitly agreeing to. Ask HR, okay, so hey, do, do you guys put me on some kind of list without my knowledge? Am I on, do I get registered for anything without my knowledge? Better not. You better not be doing that. Well, and you need to find out as well, okay, if they're going to do this, what what is the expiration? Are they going to put you on this list and you're just there for the rest of the time you work for them? Is this a yearly thing, a monthly thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, it shouldn't be happening, period, at all. But you need to, you, you've got to think long-term. That's my point here. This isn't something that's, oh yeah, this is, this is going to affect me for the next month. This is going to affect you for, for years, the rest of your life. Yeah. So you've got to look at the big picture here and put it all together. And that's, you know, that's what we try to do here is, is to kind of put it all together, connect the dots. Because there's, there's a lot of stuff out there hmm. that, that you've really got to wade through and it takes time to do that. And don't forget, please do not forget. And don't let your friends, your family and your neighbors forget what we've been put through and what we're still being put through. I'm telling you, um, the, the CDC is, has not just tossed their hands in hopeless despair and given up. Oh, well, I guess no more mask mandates. Oh, well, I guess the Vax thing isn't working. No, they're, they're planning the next one. This was a success. Two years, they held our nation, most nations hostage two years over the supposed threat and fear of a cold virus. 
you can bet they're planning how they're going to do it again and do it even more efficiently. It, it's, it's ongoing. In fact, there, there was an article <clears throat> um, that I'm still looking for right now that, that actually uh, went into some detail about how one state is still going about it. But I'll, I'll let you guys in on that when I do find it. Um, now, one, well, I do want to share with you one highlight, one good point. You know, we don't want to get all down and depressed on a Saturday here. Florida, liberty-loving Florida. Yeah, they make a move on those COVID vaccines. And uh, as the article says, it's going to set hair on fire. Yes, thanks to the article from Red State from March 7th. Yeah, sometimes doing what's right isn't necessarily what's easy, but it's right nonetheless. Oh my gosh, do I second that. So when it comes to vaccinating children... Few Republicans of note have had the guts to stand up and speak clearly on the matter. You know, basically, there's a lot of peer pressure. You know, vaccinate everything that breathes is kind of the current approach. And unfortunately, some squishy rhinos give in to that way, 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 way too easily. Um, if you listened to Rocka Talk earlier this week, Eddie talked about even how some of our own council members, supposed Republicans, Oh, yeah, I'm vaxxed. I'm vaxxed. You should get vaxxed. Uh, yeah, okay, really disappointing. Yeah, well, um, at a roundtable um, on March 7th, Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo, along with Governor Ron DeSantis, is taking, um, they're, they're taking a different approach. They're taking a whole different step to this. And this is pretty, this pretty darn exciting because, you know, Florida, they have been, they've been leading the way. They've been deciding that, you know, we're we're not going to do things the way every other state is doing things. So they decided that Florida is going to become the first state to recommend against the COVID-19 vaccine for healthy children. Now, I actually think it should be recommended against for all children. But you know what? I, I will. At this point, it's a start. Hey, less than a thousand children have died, right? From COVID-19, like actually died. 75 million children, zero to 18 in the United States. And furthermore, if you drill down, almost all the children that have died from COVID-19 yeah, they also had pre-existing conditions, which of course begs the question, did they die of or did they die with? And, you know, given that, hey, why would the government take not take a more targeted approach? Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's not that the death of any child is something to be sneezed at. Goodness knows. But truth matters. And if the death of your children, my children, our children, are going to be used and manipulated by power mongers and greedy politicians to solidify their hold and grip on this nation? No, thank you. Numbers don't lie. Out of 75 million children in the U.S., only 100 have died. Then out of all of them, yeah, almost all of them had pre-existing conditions as well. So no point in our history have we actually chosen to blanket vaccinate children from a virus with such minuscule, almost non-existent risk to them. And it is non-existent. Uh, Jaybird mentioned earlier, 
that there's uh, you know there's some statistical leeway. It's usually two to five percent. And I'm sorry, 100 children out of 75 million. That's a statistical zero percent threat to children. That is way, 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 way under that margin of error. So public policy should never be decided by emotion. This has been nothing but an emotional response to say that you have to vaccinate a six-year-old who's otherwise healthy from COVID-19. No sense. No sense at all. So, yay. Good job, Florida. Thank you. Thank you for leading the way on this and, you know, putting this forward. Man, (laughs) I cannot believe the rate at which Florida is going to grow this year. I mean, other than if it weren't for the hurricanes, I'd be tempted to move there. Well, yeah, uh, it seems like a pretty cool place. And of course, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Miami Vice. Grew up watching that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, of course, TV is reality, right? I mean, isn't that what we know now? Oh, yeah. Mm, well, maybe um, that's definitely what the media wants us to think, though, right? They, they want us to think, oh, yeah, because we say so, because you have to panic over, we say you have to panic over a virus. We say you have to wear a mask. We say you have to get a vaccine to save your life. But now we say that you have to be worried about nuclear war between, you know, uh, Russia and the U.S. because free Ukraine. Um, well, okay. Of course, they don't know that much history. You know, Ukraine, oligarchs, Burisma, yeah. just saying. You know, and you, you, you brought it up, so I've got to go there. You know, <laughs> th- this Ukraine thing. We, we've, you know, we've, we've stayed away from it for the most part. But there's something going on here that, that just that needs to be said. Um, you know, with this Ukraine thing, I mean, I'm passing churches here in, in Albuquerque, and they've got signs up that say, we stand with Ukraine. And um, so many people standing with Ukraine. Um, there's, there's a remarkable thing happening right now and we need to look at this and, and, and we need to point this out to everybody we know, because I mean, I've, I've even had some friends who I have, uh, I have, I hold in high regard and, and they're like, well, what's going on in Ukraine is, is, it shouldn't be happening and we, we need to help out Ukraine. But here's, here's why I say no. First of all, there, there's a couple reasons, but first of all, Ukraine is not innocent in all of this. Um, Zelensky is not a nice person. He's not a good person. He's not someone who should be in charge. Now, I'm not saying Putin's any better, but there's this, this image now, this... Uh, I, like I guess, Ukraine is innocent. Yeah, Ukraine there's is so free. many people out there now, and they've got it in their heads that Ukraine is somehow a victim in all this. And and what that leads to is is this notion that Ukraine is innocent, and they do no wrong. And the the huge problem with that line of thinking now is what is the one country um, that could bring joe biden down where is the one connection that he has that we were looking at um criminal charges being filed what what connection does he have that we know 
uh, in which he's broken laws. Where was he connected? Where was his son connected? Well, that was Ukraine, right? So now we've got this weird psyche, this, this thing happening now where you're all being shown the, the, the devastation in Ukraine, and we start to feel sorry for them. We start to think, yes, they're the victims here. And the problem with that line of thinking is now, well, the next, the next step in that, that quote-unquote reasoning is, well, you know, maybe what Joe did with them was not so bad. Maybe what Hunter Biden did with them was not so bad. Maybe they're really not that bad. Look at, look at how they've been treated. Look at what Russia's done to them. Maybe, maybe there were no laws broken by Biden. Maybe he didn't violate any international law. Maybe, 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 it, maybe it was a little weird, but nothing illegal. And that's, that's the danger here in standing with Ukraine. Now, I'm not any kind of warmonger. I'm not happy when I see a bunch of wars. I don't, I'm not happy when I see invasions, but I'm not going to look at just look at it face value. There's, there's always more to see and there's always more to look at under the surface. And when we look at this psychologically, you better damn well think about it because now we've got how many people looking at Ukraine thinking, well, they're victims here. So now are we ever going to see criminal charges brought against creepy Joe Biden in regards to the uh, international laws that he broke in Ukraine? Well, you can already tell also from the tone of news anchors and also on social media that, oh, well, if you don't stand with Ukraine, you must be a Putin apologist. You must be a Russia supporter. Oh, yeah. Well, then I guess you must be a communist. Yeah, there's an um, if then then this kind of thinking, yes. which is just completely. There's a bunk. certain polarization where it's like, no, okay, this whole thing going down between Ukraine and Russia, mm, it's not good, but it doesn't mean that Ukraine's good. In fact, yeah, Ukraine's not even a democracy. They're not a democratic republic. They're not even a republic. I don't think. Um, yeah, they're an autocracy. They're, they're an authoritarian under authoritarian rule. Hello, Zelensky has imprisoned journalists who dared to call him out. He's imprisoned people from opposing parties that dare to stand up to him. Oh, does that sound like the action of a free and fair nation or leader of a nation? No, absolutely not. And neither does withholding funds that we've promised to a certain country Mm -hmm. and say, well, we're we're not going to give you these funds unless Mm -hmm. you fire such and such prosecutor because uh-huh, we oh, don't he's like got him. dirt on potentially Hunter Biden. That's right. Yeah. So basically Ukraine gets whitewashed in this whole wag the dog series. And by the way, if you all have not seen that movie, you need to see that movie. Uh, what Dustin Hoffman and who else was in it? Um, m- movie director helps a president. I think, I think Robert Redford. I'd have to look and, yeah, and see. Yeah. Ba- basically a president panics because of personal scandal and hires a movie director to help drum up some international dire uh, news that takes the place. It was supposed to be. They a, invent a war. Yeah. They inv- invented a, a, a whole war. 
And what do you think's going on now? Oh, except we uh, Biden's administration did one better. Yeah, um, they might be starting a real war. Again, not not denying that something serious is going on here. We should have never stepped. We should not step into it. Should have never stepped into it. Biden shouldn't have goaded Putin for one. And we've talked about that before. If you really don't want to go to war with someone, you don't keep saying In- invasion is imminent. Invasion will happen. It, it, it's imminent. It's unavoidable at but this don't time. But do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Russia, or we're going to get you. Talk <sighs> about sanctions at some point. Right. You know, actually, I mean, um, not to make too much light of the situation, but boy, how cool mm. would it to be? Would it be be to see um, uh, Putin and Biden behind the schoolhouse duking it out? Oh my! Mono a mono, no, fist no. to fist. There's, there's no. <laughs> Put that on pay per view. There's, there's no. He could take him <laughs> and Harris on with both hands behind his back. Um, but by the way, yeah, is Harris still over there? I know they were sending Harris down that way apparently mike pence has also crossed over into ukraine um oh it's like for a what? Minute, i thought you were gonna say mike pence crossed over the democrat party but <laughs> i guess not officially yet anyway yeah no not 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 officially but supposedly he's visiting ukraine and uh yeah no ah uh, you know uh that that's how you can tell this this is a whole big distraction operation and unfortunately Republican politicians are getting distracted. You know what you all can do? Because we like to bring this back to what can you do? Call Call, and write. Call, write, email your politicians and say, hey, snap out of it. We're here in the U.S. Stop focusing on this distraction tactic. What are you going to do about our open borders? What are you going to do about our energy crisis? And again... I said it last week. If you didn't want an end, if you don't want this whole thing with Russia, open up our oil fields again. Remove the federal restrictions on oil drilling licenses. One of the first things Biden did when he was in office was he put all of these uh, regulations, stupid regulations, and denied federal licenses. For drilling new oil. Yeah, you know, and and there's another thing to this Ukraine connection too with with Biden. Um, some people actually said that um, the reason that he withhold withheld funds was was not because uh, the prosecutor had any dirt on on his boy Hunter, um, but because the prosecutor was soft on crime, wasn't wasn't investigating any of the the Russian oligarchs or any of that stuff. So, okay. Let's let's just say for a minute that was true. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is um, they're going after a prosecutor in a foreign country, Ukraine, because he's soft on crime. Now, bring it back to our stores here. Mm-hmm. Does that mean Biden's going to hold our prosecutors to the same standard? Oh, absolutely not. In fact, they're encouraged... Nope. To be soft on crime. So it was a lie. That was another bill of goods they tried to sell you on for Joe Biden uh, trying to uh, extort or, or strong arm or whatever you want to call it. Trying to, trying to, he was trying to shut down uh, the investigation against his son, period. Mm-hmm. Because 
Again, it doesn't make any sense. Over in Ukraine, they want to go after somebody who's soft on crime. But here in the U.S., we have prosecutors, our, our very own here in Albuquerque, who, who doesn't want to prosecute crime and then wants to blame somebody else because there's a crime problem. So, so don't stand with Ukraine. I'm not saying we need to support a war. But stop this nonsense, uh, I stand with Ukraine. Because you're out of line. Everybody's out of line with that. Ukraine is not a victim here. And you're just helping shut down any kind of investigation. Any chances of an investigation against yeah. Joe Biden and Burisma the Biden and Ukraine. Mafia ring. Yeah, yeah. What, wouldn't they love that? Wouldn't they just love that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're a church and you've got politicians. A, yeah, yeah, call the politicians. Call them. Blow up their phones, send them letters, send them emails, do everything you can to get your voice heard and tell everyone, you know, do the same thing. We want our energy. We want our energy opened up. Let's stop buying from Russia. Let's open up our energy. Let's open up our oil fields. Let's stop putting such horrendous regulations on drilling for oil, drilling for new oil. Let, let's get our refineries back up and going. At How many do we have in this state? Uh, and uh, uh, Governor Gruesome has um, slowly been shutting them down. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's open it back up. Open up our energy economy so that now we can just blow Russia out of the economic waters. And suddenly we don't need their energy because we got plenty and we're selling it cheaper than they are. This whole Russia thing, Ukraine thing would be over. Over. But no. Again, we've talked about this before. If Biden's job was to look after the best interests of America, yeah, he's doing a pretty poor job of it. But if his intention, <laughs> yeah, if his intention going in was something else, if he had a different job, if someone had a different goal in mind for him. And if that goal was to bring the United States to its knees, to bring us beneath the level of other world powers, he is doing fantastic because he outstripped Obama's record. Obama couldn't get it done in eight years. Near's Biden. He's got it done a little over one. Yeah. So, who knows? All it took was uh, a seemingly bumbling idiot who had been a seemingly bumbling idiot for 40-some years in the political arena. You put him in Washington, D.C., in the White House, and um, two years later, bam. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's done what Obama couldn't do in eight. I know we've been, we've been ranting here for a while, folks. Some of this has been on our mind for weeks, months. Well, the COVID stuff, you know, a couple of years. But remember, you can also join the conversation in the Kiva, 505-266-1600 to join the conversation with the Liberty Lovers. And by the way, I do, I do want to um, point out a very interesting double standard on Facebook right now. You know how Facebook is all against violence and against hate? Yeah, well, Facebook and Instagram are allowing calls for violence against Russia. Yeah, the social media platforms have eased their hate speech policies to permit calls for death of some Russians. Holy moly. Wow. 
Yeah, as long as the targets are Russian and the topic of conversation relates to Moscow's military offensive in Ukraine, the revised rules on violence and incitement will apply in certain countries, including, yeah, Ukraine and Poland, of course, and will allow violent rhetoric against Russians and Russian soldiers. Policy change was first reported by Reuters on Thursday, citing internal emails from Meta platforms. Who? Gee, you know, who, who, who'd have thunk? Facebook, double standards? Well, I guess if they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards, huh? Yeah. 505-266-1600. Caller, you're on the line with the Liberty Lovers. Who do we have? Hi, Natalie. Hey, Danelle. How's it going, girl? Hey. It's going. How are you doing? You sound much better. Oh, yes. Feeling much better as well. Good, 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 good. Hey, there's so many things that you guys covered. I'm just, I've got so many different thoughts, so bear with me. I mean, uh, starting with what you said about uh, the hurricanes in Florida, I'm at the point where we're living in a hurricane of lies if we're in a blue state. That's right. So if I could afford Florida, I would be there. I would take my chance. Yep. (laughs) But uh, uh, anyway, I wanted to go over some of the... This Ukraine situation, oh my gosh, I've, ha- I've had conversation earlier today with someone and I've got to kind of pick your brains as I get to that point. Um, I stand for the innocent Ukrainians and Russian people out there mm-hmm. and for we the people here and all over the world. But I'm against the media political manipulation that's trying to escalate this war. Yep. And I, people need to open their eyes. I'm tired of people saying, well, you should just shut that down, not research so much. You know, you would probably, you know. Whoa, it would whoa, whoa. Be- they, they want you to put the blinders on? Well, oh, exactly. You, you and read I- too much. You research too much. You'd be so much happier if you if you were dumber. Is that seriously what people are saying? Well, Holy exactly. Moly. I said, so I said, so am I supposed to put my head in the sand and just disregard that this is happening? I mean, this is... The conversation I got into was, you know, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries. Mm-hmm. And starting with our U.S. involvement, especially with our Biden, uh, Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, who should not be in charge in dealing with a situation as intense as this because of his conflict of interest mm-hmm. with you. Yep. Corrupt, corruption wise. Big time. And so I was told by this person, uh, that's a right-wing talking point. I said, no, that's an, in, in, that's an intelligent talking point. That's a fact. <laughs> it's not just I, a talking point. It was a fact. Said, it was proven. I said, have you seen, of course, it didn't get reported before uh, the election uh, finalized uh, because they wanted nobody to know about it. But after... Mm-hmm. It, it came out about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And he was still kind of like in, oh, my goodness. No, I never heard that. I don't think that's true. And I'm like, it's true. <laughs> and I pulled it up and I showed him and he was like, oh, uh, I go, you know, I'm just at the point. He goes, well, people are researching. This is what he said. People are researching and they think they're experts. And I said, well, I've got to say, I've been researching a lot with COVID and there's a difference. There's data. There's also data that's been removed, not used. Mm -hmm. And I said, 
Um, as far as what's currently happening with Ukraine and Russia, there's not one person or news outlet source that has the full story. Nope. Because, um, and mm. I said, all I want is something fair and balanced, truthful reporting. Exactly. Uh, he claimed, he said that that, that was eliminated by Reagan when he was in office via the FCC. And now, I go, did, did you turn around and tell him, oh, that's a Democrat talking point? Well, that's what I said. I said, well, that's like, I said, that sounds like a left wing talking point. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And I go, I go, can you show me that? Because I'm not aware of it. And I said, I'm open. Just show me. If you can show me, I'll, I'll take it into account. But if I can't see it and it's not verified, you know, it's not even, I don't get it. But exactly. I said, I basically said, mm-hmm. um, and even even though he said fair and balanced, as Reagan removed that, I also told him that, no, that's the code of ethics for journalism, is that you need to be fair and balanced. But it's not being utilized. And I said, it's just insane. I said, how can anyone? Then he started defending Zelensky. And I said, well, first of all, oh, he's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And I said, how can one take... Actor someone- and comedian. Actor and comedian right. who I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Jaybird, wasn't Zelensky's one of his main or latest shticks acting or, or comedy shticks as a president? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like he literally was portraying a president during his comedy sketches. Well, it gets worse. I said, how can anyone take a leader seriously who plays the piano publicly with his penis. <laughs> I mean, how one like right. that seriously? And I don't get it. I said, and then he sits down, he plays the president, and then he sits down before an audience, the world, and trying to portray Churchill. And oh, all I yes. can feel, all I could feel is <laughs> wag the dog all the way. Exactly. I'm, I'm like, this just does not make any sense. And I'm just not you know, sure where they're going from. And then when you mentioned PolitiFact, I call them PolitiLie. Um, yep. It's it's like the liar saying, trust me. Uh, and I look forward to getting fact-checked because then I know I've hit a nerve of truth right. that isn't being exposed. It's like and a litmus people, test. Yeah, it's a litmus it test, is. basically. Oh, okay, so if they start saying, oh, this is a lie and they're wrong and they're wrong and, and you're stupid to believe it, oh, okay, that means I'm on the right track. Cool, good to know, thank you. <laughs> Exactly. And I have to say, I've taken some time off uh, from the six groups that I belong to in putting information out there because I just needed to kind of purge uh, and kind of take time away to recharge. And then now I'm back in full mode, ready Yay. to go. But but I, I, I'm like, most of the, every time that I got fact checked, because everything that I get, I go back and I source it, I yeah. verify it uh, before I even put it out. So I know for sure it's a fact. Um, And so when I get fact-checked, it's funny because people will come back and go, well, well, we know that you're right. Anytime you get fact-checked, it it means that you're right, like any of us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's gotten to the point where, you know, people have lost their minds and I don't know where their brains are. And like when it comes to COVID, you know, anyone with a brain and 
thinks critically and kind of looks at how things have processed uh, via the media with the fake news and everything should be hesitant to take the back. I mean, we have to look at COVID and realize it was a non-emergency according mm -hmm. to the guidelines that we all had high recovery rates. It was a simple situation that politically got complicated intentionally. Um, and it, and the first thing we should have not done was shut down our herd immunity and lock people down. Yeah. Uh, and we should have natural immunity treat uh, natural immunity and treatments. Nobody went to that or talked about washing your hands or, um, you know, taking care of Oh, yeah, just they, would just, they would just mention it on the side like, oh, yeah, and washing your hands, too. Hmm, maybe right. take some vitamin C or something. Yeah. Without another, you, the, yeah, yeah, without the other thing, too, is that mask mandates um, yeah. more and more. I mean, gosh, as of last summer, there were over 100 studies that disproved mask efficacy what? in the face of viral infection transmission. And now there's another mask study out that mask mandates in schools don't work. Again, chalk it up to yet another thing that the leftists and lamestream media are trying to distract you from. The whole mask vax narrative has been crumbling. There's nothing left for them to stand on. Nothing. No, absolutely not. And especially everybody should look at and open their eyes and think, why was the vax? the first line of defense, according mm -hmm. to CDC, WHO, and Fauci. I mean, and it especially when it wasn't studied long enough, and then they required uh, you to sign a waiver to protect pharma from any yeah. lawsuit to side effects. I mean, that in itself should tell mm -hmm. us something's not right in paradise. And plus, I learned today that there wasn't one fact study from J&J &J Pfizer, Moderna, that included one person in the study nope. that had natural immunity. Nope. And yeah. I thought that's pretty telling. Oh, yeah. Not to mention, um, well, was it Pfizer or Moderna? I believe it's Pfizer. Well, the, the pharmaceutical companies are coming under scrutiny, potentially for fraud. Yeah. We've mentioned it before, yeah. that if a pharmaceutical company in relation to a vaccine, if it gets proven that they portrayed, produced, and disseminated a vaccine fraudulently in any way, now they will be liable and people can actually sue them for damages. Good, as so, it should be. So there, there, are, there are lawyers and there are teams who are pursuing the pharmaceutical companies based on fraud. And, you know, we've never in our history, we've never seen any 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 administration that was so pro big business and we've yeah. heard from the left so many times that uh trump and republicans they're the are they're, that they are pro business they don't care about the little guy they just want big businesses to succeed exactly. we have never in our history until um a year and a half ago have we ever seen the um, pro-business movement like we have right now because big pharma makes billions every year. We've got the government that's now saying you have to get this vaccine if you want to be part of society. Mm -hmm. And that only bolsters the profits of big pharma. That's, and, and they're not the only ones getting rich off of it, but 
the the point is that they are getting stupidly richer off of this and the government is mandating that we do it exactly and they're working in cahoots with them to do it mm. this is what and 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 they're all doing it under the guise of an emergency yeah and how we're all going to die. And and they're still talking about the next one. Bill Gates has oh, been I'm, mentioning, oh, the next pandemic will handle it better. We'll, we'll do this and this. The CDC is still, for some reason, discussing with politicians how to handle the next pandemic or the next time we have to mass, mass vaccinate. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Free, and, freedoms and are I, still at risk. It is. It is. And I'm like, this is getting outrageous. I went to the um, UNM dental mm-hmm. clinic. And while I was there, I noticed before coming, they had a sign that was posted that no vendor can enter if they aren't vaxxed. What Ooh. does that tell you? Buy things from somebody that's not vaxxed, right? Mm-hmm. That's outrageous. And, and of course, uh, Flick's Brewhouse, the employees there are wearing the mask. And I did speak to the manager uh, once and I said, why are they wearing the mask? Because I feel like, I, I said, what happened to customer service? I want to see your smiles. You know, I'm trying to reinforce the positive right. and the things that all companies stand for and that they press is customer service. And that's part of it is a smile, right? So I, I'm, I'm just enough is enough already. And I feel that maybe they're still carrying on. The, I'm, I'm picking up that maybe... Mm. The places that are still carrying on this masquerade are the ones still trying to get COVID money. Potentially, but keep in mind that the leftist army, uh, the pressure army, hasn't stopped. If you t- if right. go, go online, um, go take a look at all the places that have uh, comments from patrons and okay. go, see, go see who's commenting on, well, I didn't feel safe that your employees weren't wearing masks. I feel like public safety isn't important to you. Go, well, go, then you know. So like Yelp, uh, if, okay. a, if a website ha- takes comments from people and publishes them openly, things like that. The left has an army that is still maintaining a pressure campaign on businesses and corporations. Well, uh, then I think. What we should do is make a big effort with that, since Mm -hmm. you brought that up, we should, because it's really their trolls. Because most of the time Mm -hmm. when there's a comment that's negative, there's not a picture with it because they're a coward. They can't put put their face behind it. Exactly. So I'm thinking most of us need to get out there and start commenting on the positive, on thank you for letting us be free, that type of thing. And there's more of us than there are of them. And we're free, as you pointed out before that all of ours is volunteer we don't have to be paid right so i'm like we need to counter this in full force as well and we're big in numbers we need to start using them and uniting that way i do have another idea for uh we need to be boycotting google big brother google um and get rid of gmail uh, because i came across um i guess it's it's an article. It says Google Ministry of Information announces zero tolerance policy whoa, against whoa, whoa. any. Minister, hang on. 
Google Ministry of Information. Yes. What? I'll source it. You're going to, yeah, this is Ministry incredible. of Truth, anybody? Oh, please. Yes. Thank you. I mean, I'm about ready to do the little cross while I'm reading Ooh. this. But anyway, Google Ministry of Information announces zero tolerance policy against any information that does not support NATO war against Russia. Yep, there we go. The last, right? Mm. And it's apparent at a tiny dot. I thought it was lobbying. I'll, I'll, I'll search it and find it. But that's, yep, here we go. I, and it says censorship at YouTube. You know, this is a chilling Orwellian behavior that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's decide what to read and decide what is true and accurate. Not a bunch of techocrat elitists pushing a global proletarian system. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just. Holy moly. You know, you know what I'm saying? So we need to get serious. Anyone, including myself, that hasn't fully gotten off of there. We need to be diligent. It's, it's hard. It's hard, by the it way, is. to get it out of your phone, to get it off of your computer. It's ac- it's really difficult. Um, yeah. The best thing, and I've actually been trying for years since 2016 to get Google off my devices. Um, the best thing is to find replacements for things so yeah. that you don't feel like you're missing out. And then you're not what? tempted to reach for the app or use the app again. Um, right. You know, use MapQuest instead of Google Maps. Uh, and I use, use a different app provider or app store. Right. That's a good point, too. And I still want to see what the enemy is up to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't completely purge yourself. You still have to be open to have your foot mm-hmm. in to see what's happening. Right? Yeah. Um, but and then I, the other... I, I still can't believe that. Google has a ministry of information, of information. and yes. zero tolerance against <laughs> anti-NATO. <laughs> well, I'm having oh my zero gosh. tolerance against this media ma- manipulation. I'm so sick of it. Um, and something I thought that was a positive, that Montana is opening up their f- pipeline against the Biden administration doomsday guidelines, I oh, think. Yes. So we should get more people, more doing that. And what are they going to do? What are they going to come back and say, oh, no, you can't do that, especially mm. when gas is so high right. and energy costs? I mean, no, I think we're at a point where, first of all, why, are, why is Biden allowed to be in his position with the conflicts of interest that he has with Ukraine? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We I never that. Any other situation would be conflict of interest. And if it was Trump, you oh, bet your heck yeah. off, they would be calling him out on that. Well, they're still trying to say, oh, yeah, Trump and and, oh, and, and Russia, Russia and Putin and Trump. Oh. Yeah. Or, or they're trying, <laughs> what was it uh, last week? We had that they were trying to blame the convoy, the trucker convoy, which, by the way, is still circling Washington, D.C. In fact, Ted Cruz I was out it. there a couple days with them ago. Uh, you're riding with the truckers. They're still there. Yes, I By the way, it. something else, something else that they want you to ignore. There are millions of people right now around Washington, D.C. protesting for freedom and the truckers have not given up. But, oh, yeah, they'll smear them and say, oh, well, they're there because they have this weird QAnon conspiracy theory that um, Russia and Trump are colluding together to take out bioweapons labs. Even though, okay, first of all, if you say it's a QAnon thing, 
Uh, that already means that you're an idiot because there is no such thing as QAnon. <clears throat> and, and, and if you don't know what Q is and that Anons are separate, uh, yeah, you, you don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, there, there is no such theory out there. They came up with that one. So, well, thank you so much, Danelle, for calling thank in. Thank you. Sorry about the background noise of my dog. That's He's on okay. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you so much for calling. It's Here. always good thank to talk you. to you. You have a great day. Remember, you too. Bye. Bye. Remember, 505. 505- 266-1600 in the Kiva. If you want to join the conversation, caller, you are on the line with Jaybird and Liberty Navid. Who do we have? Hey, it's Justin. Justin, how's it going, sir? Hey. Good. We're at a. We just had a rally, and we're at a mask making kind of gathering. Listening awesome. to you guys on the loudspeaker. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How was the rally earlier today? Decent. I mean, it was an average amount, you know. But what can you do? Well, you know, the thing that I find the most impressive is that um, you guys have been keeping up these rallies going on a year now. Yeah, well, not this often. I think the, the most, the two times a week, at least five months mm-hmm. or so, so. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. people have been rallying and protesting for, for over the masks and stuff for what, over yeah. two years now. But um, yeah, the, these rallies for freedom by New Mexico Freedom Fighter. Um, you guys have been keeping him up for quite a while. I know we drove by and buzzed the one on Tuesday that was yeah. at Montgomery and Louisiana. And that one had a good yeah. turnout. Yeah. Love yep. seeing we the saw. signs and the flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, we saw. I think you and your mom were there, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. Awesome. So what was the rally that you were at today? Where was it? Montgomery and, or, Montgomery and Academy, I think. Wyoming Academy. Wyoming and Academy. One, yeah. Wyoming and Academy. That's it. The one right in front of that bill fence. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wyoming and Academy. That's right. Yeah. So it was it was a decent turnout as usual. You know, typical. You know, kind of typical. But like I said, I don't I don't gauge each like because we've had huge ones before. So just because they're not there doesn't mean they're not exactly. on. You know, on. Yeah. And exactly. we had a pretty pretty overwhelmingly positive reaction from most of the people. You know. Oh, of there, course. You know, There's always going to be a few people yeah. who, who are like, you all are idiots, as yeah. they drive by in their car wearing a double mask. And you're I saw kinda... the most ironic I saw the most ironic thing, and it was a lady, an old lady in a mask. She was masked up yelling at us through her car window, and she said, you people are against freedom in her mask. What? <laughs> she what? Yeah, she was yelling at us with her mask on in the car saying, you people are against freedom. It was the most ironic thing I've ever seen. Well, first off, I'm surprised that you could understand her words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second of all, well, lady, you know, more power to you. As I like yeah. to always say when people insult me, hey, thank you for <laughs> using your First Amendment freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I could not alive. understand what her logic is. <laughs> but anyway, I'm calling because I think I heard you say something about you wanted Google off your phones or something. Yes. Like, so I, as soon as I get a new Android phone, the first mm-hmm. thing I do is go through all the Google apps. And yep. if you disable them, that basically is like an uninstall. So it gets rid of the apps and I turn off Google Maps as well. And my alternative that I use is called Digic, S-Y-G-I-C or something like that. It's mm. sort of like a GPS mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I, I try and find a third party thing for everything Google, but usually you can't turn them off, but you can at least disable them or, you know, stuff like that. They do give you that option at least. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. That, now the, the thing that I've heard from uh, several <laughs> software engineers unfortunately with Google uh-huh. is somewhat similar to Apple as well is once, yeah. once they install something in the main framework on uh-huh. your device, 
even though uh -huh. you disable it, uh -huh. there is a way for Google to go in and enable it. And it's pretty much always running. I have yeah. experienced this because I always, uh -huh. always turn off my location. Uh -huh. And I, I have then just, you know, noticed every once in a while, wait a minute, why is my location on? Yeah, and, on, yeah. and yeah, it will turn on. So there are some things on Google, unfortunately, yeah. that they, they can go ahead and turn it on on a whim or keep it on. Even if you think it's disabled, it's still running in the background. Um, I haven't quite gotten to the point where I feel comfortable routing my phone. So that because that's pretty much the only way that you can completely delete that stuff is rooting your yeah. phone and getting back down to the root level. To d where you can delete anything that you want. And at that yeah. point, you might as well just install a new operating system on your phone, which frankly, let's face it, most yeah. people, you start talking about, well, you could do a Linux OS update and they're all, uh, yeah. what? Yeah. So. And there's, but at least there are phones out there too, like Pine, Pine <laughs> phone is, is a good one. Um, it's a Linux phone. So, you know, when you buy it, uh, it doesn't have any of the mainstream garbage on it. Um, yeah. You know, so there's there's other ways to do it too, but the the you know the thing is like Natalie was saying there is with that it, it, you you need to be familiar with Linux, um, yeah. you know because you're not going to have you're not going to have that ease of operation that no. you get with with iOS or with Android, uh, uh -huh. but it, it, it there are options out there, and yeah. it's a and it's a neat phone anyway. It's got dip switches so you can turn off locating. Yeah. Um, radio signals yeah. and everything anyway i mean you physically can turn them off so it's you know there's there's ways around yeah. it it just it does take a little bit of knowledge to get to the point where you can do that yeah i think even just being aware that you know, you can mm -hmm. disable because a lot of people when they get a new phone they just say oh i'll just use the default app the default you know and they exactly. just use google chrome gmail it's user friendly you know, it's yeah. right there yeah. on the screen yeah yeah. I just tap it and, and they never go into settings and disable stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. Even I try and use as many third party as like texting app, gallery app. Like I tried to, yeah, I just, you know, because I just like, I don't, I don't even want to use that. But it, it blows my mind how many people have Gmail. And we have some people who like host Freedom Rise. I'm like, you're on Gmail? Like, I would never want to be on that. <laughs> Gmail yeah. is so bad that my internet, my, uh, inter uh, my email is actually red flagged by them. So I honestly have to send people messages 15 times before it goes through because I get notifications saying Gmail has blocked your account because it's associated highly with spam. Even wow. though ironically, most spammers use Gmail and not mine. You know, yeah. but they, it's a, Google has decreed that this is red flagged, and so now if you have this, you can't talk to Gmail people, and it's just, it's so annoying when you try and talk to people on you know Gmail. Yeah, it, it is. I, I just kind of use it for a uh, junk mail at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't care. You want your, this site wants my email. I don't care about you guys. Okay, yeah. fine. Have the random Gmail account. I use cool. it. I use it yeah. for politicians. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we'd like your email so we can sh get your support. Oh, yeah. Okay, here it is. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Gmail or it's Yahoo. <laughs> I don't ever check that one. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, well, thank you, Justin, so much for calling in, giving us an update. Did you have anything else for us? Oh, yeah. Where is the next rally? Oh, I haven't asked yet. I need to. I need to ask my uh, myself. So yeah, I, I don't know yet. Well, text me or or, or uh, email me libertynat okay. at protonmail dot com, 
and okay. uh, let me know so we can put it out there for the, for all the ralliers because you know we're still still getting the word out. Of course, all people right. look at us crazy like, "Why are you still rallying? There's no more mandates." I'm like, "Oh, you poor thing." Short. Yeah. Yeah. Short. How short sighted? You really think this is going to last? Yeah. You know, we've it's done this already a, before. Yeah. yeah there, again. There's there's already talk of the next booster shot. So if yeah. anybody out there is under the impression that that this is over. Yeah. Holy cow. What, well, you just, what is wrong with you? That's all I got. You guys have. just said it yourself. The next pandemic. They're already, yeah, yeah you know. So, yeah. FDA, or C, the, uh, FDA is still entertaining the possibility yeah. of putting the COVID-19 shots on the children's schedule. Uh, we're, we're talking like six months, four months, six month old and up. And here's the, here's yeah. the scary thing. If the COVID-19 vaccines get on the children's schedule, American Pediatrics, uh-huh. they will be untouchable because any vaccine company who has a vaccine on that children's childhood schedule of vaccines, they really can't be sued. Yep. So That's what they want, that ultimate power. Yep. Yeah. But here's, here's a question, and I don't mean this to sound flippant, but if, if they do put that on the children's schedule um what's planned parenthood going to do i mean uh, oh yeah i mean infertility skyrocketing infertility skyrockets kids start dying there won't be much need for uh, planned parenthood at this point because let's face it you know healthcare that's not their business their business is, is murdering babies that's their business and if people aren't having babies yeah, if, that they then want to abort then yeah, you're right. Hmm, they might be uh, uh kicking one of their own industries in the cahooties. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting point. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for calling in with the update. We really appreciate it, and thank you for the Google tips. Hold on, I have a, a, the place of the next rally. Oh, you do? Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's in front of uh, Un American Furniture at where is it? Uh, Carlisle and Manal. Uh, Carlisle and Yay, Carlisle and yeah. Manal, and that'll be on Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Awesome. So Carlisle and Manal, 4 to 6, I'm assuming? Yep, that's it. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Awesome. Thank right, you cool. so much, Justin. Appreciate it. You have yourself a Bye. great day, sir. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, we're going to go to a quick music break here. Enjoy some tunes chosen by our very own Jay Bird. And so we're going to see you all on the flip side of the break.
Hey, we are back after that brief musical interlude. Um, so you're listening to us. This is Liberty Lovers Unite on AM 1600 KIVA. That's here in Albuquerque. And of course, you can hear us up in the northern part of the state on KRST. What is that? 1690 AM? Oh, uh, the, the, the 14. 1490. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, on the app and the FM dial up north there. Um, and you can check us out on rockoftalk.chat. So uh, we're opening up the phone lines. I mean, they've been open for a while, but uh, 505-266-1600, because we started out our musical break with a little piece there, pretty short. And I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. I want to see if anybody knows what it is. It's pretty easy, actually. But if you, yeah, I was pretty sure I recognized it. <laughs> yeah, if you sign up for the Rock of Talk Blast, you'll get it every morning in your email. Mm-hmm. You get all kinds of cool little tidbits, lots of mm-hmm. news, lots of truth, lots of good stuff in there, um, as well as you know birthdays and national days and things like that. But if you got one today, then you should know what that first theme song was. Oh yeah, because you sh- you share a birthday then with a very very Famous personage, very influential personage as oh, well. It's not my birthday yet. Oh, well, okay. I wasn't even planning for your birthday yet. Sorry. Oh, well, okay. Hey, anyway, <laughs> it's coming up, but it's not today. But anyway, so yeah, there was that. And then, of course, um, um, Public Image Limited, mm-hmm. The Body. Um, you gotta love that one. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Johnny Rotten, John Lydon fan, so... I just I just love the stuff that he does. And, uh, you know, that 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 song just speaks volumes to this day, especially, you know, given what we were just talking about a little while ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the last bit there wasn't even the whole thing. But, um, I, you know, you really should check it out. That was there's a guy named Nigel Stanford. And um, he does some really, really cool stuff. What you heard, obviously, were several instruments there. But um, they weren't just instruments as you might expect to see them on stage. Um, these are instruments that are run by robotics. So he programs robots, uh, robotic arms, robot, you know, just different robot pieces or um, machinery to actually play, play these instruments. And he's got some really cool stuff. I mean, it's, you can find all that stuff on, on, on the, the YouTube. So but. he takes it beyond just mixing digitally. He's programming machines to play digitally. Yes. It's fantastic. Huh. It's it's Isn't just Isn't that fantastic. like looking at yourself in a mirror in a mirror in a 
I don't know. It's a, it's just about as mesmerizing <laughs> as yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah. used to spend hours at my grandparents' house with that because they had a mirror on one wall, mirror on another, and I would stand there <laughs> and I would I would stand in the middle and line it up just enough to where it was just an endless hallway of mirrors. But oh, anyway, N- Nigel Stanford, S-T-A-N-F-O-R-D. <clears throat> um, of course, Nigel, N-I-G-E-L. But check it out. Yeah, I remember. Fun stuff. 505-266-1600 to join the conversation. We have had some interesting conversation today. Uh, a lot of reminders, a lot of deep diving and thinking into, yeah, what is it mainstream and lamestream media don't want us to remember and don't want us to pay attention to. So, caller, you are on the line with the Liberty Lovers. Who do we have? Dictionary Dave. Dictionary Dave. What you got for us today, sir? Well, it's not so much with the dictionary. It's more the timeline of the history of this whole scandemic. Oh, yes. Thank you. Bring it. Yeah, you all were digging back towards the beginning, but mm-hmm. well, does anybody remember the original footage that came out of China? Of these people walking down the street oh, or and coming falling out down dead. Gemma, yeah. I, I remember wet market yeah. videos and and seeing these and and it just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, that was part of the the fear campaign early, early on. Especially that guy who went up and did a conniption fit and did a face plant. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really interesting. The context of the situation is is. The people in the United States, the audience, is taking a look at it going, oh, my God, they're just like we are. Wrong. I've already defined totalitarianism many times with Eddie's show and your show. Oh, yeah. And what probably happened. Mm. Somebody ended up going, okay, you're going to come up these stairs or walk down the sidewalk. You're going to have a connection fit. Do a hardcore face plant and cause severe injury to yourself. Okay? Yep. And the guy probably goes, uh, why? See these guys with rifles behind me? You will do this or you will die. Or we will find somebody else. Exactly. And so the guy, the idea of preserving his life, does the hardcore face plant. I mean, it's hard to recover from something like that. Right. Ouch. And he's probably thought, okay, cool. I can live now. They probably said, you know what? You know what we did? <laughs> There's an alleyway back over here we're going to take him to. Yeah. And now and, he really is dead, if anyone asks. Yeah. And nobody's going to find out because nobody's going to say. Precisely. And the whole premise of the Scandemic is the idea of a whole lot of the Western people, even in China, has opened up to being so Western and free and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But we are still a totalitarian nation, and that got the people in the United States and other countries to go, Oh my God, I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> Not knowing the backstory behind why the face plan happened, they roll out all these things for the implementation of the totalitarian state, which Minnie Mao, Loompa Loompa, mm-hmm. really bought into. And so it's been one of those things, okay, we've got people manipulated into this. This is the new normal. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep it going. 
Yep. And after a couple of years ago, I, oh, crap, we got an election coming up. We got to do something to be able to counter what we've been doing for so long. And, of course, as they react, they're going, uh, that never happened. That never happened. That never happened. Okay, my memory is a whole lot longer than the news cycle. Yeah. And so now we end up with Joe Bonehead. I'm being nice. <laughs> We're going to go to war in Ukraine. Uh, why we don't have a dog in that fight? Joe Biden does. Obama does. Oh, Obama yeah. Does. We don't have a mm-hmm. dog in that fight. Why are we going to put people in there to fight this war? Interesting thing I ended up seeing the other day on uh, Alex Jones, the InfoWars site. There was a movie that, God forbid of all people, Oliver Stone put out. I spent a good amount of time the other night actually watching that thing. It is the driest, most boring movie. (laughs) Are you talking about Ukraine on fire? Correct. Mm, Yes. And it, as you all know, Putin talks, the previous presidents of other countries talk, I guess from being president of Georgia, getting kicked out. Oh, you're going to be mayor of this area, which overlooks Odessa. And, okay, is this guy part of the World Economic Forum? Yeah, that that actually is a pertinent question. And they seem to, these different persons skip from place to place to place. And you hear nothing from the Biden administration, nothing Mm -hmm. from the Biden administration. DOA says nothing. And he's like, uh, having reviewed their history, having reviewed their current political situation, I can understand why we are USC, in a bad way, with everything that is going on. And then Joe Biden saying, oh, by the way, we're going to cut off their oil and exports to the United States, and unbeknownst to the rest of us, all our pipelines have been shut down. All our oil production has been shut down. Yeah. yeah we- and and unfortunately with um with the Keystone pipeline some uh, some bad news has kind of come out in that their developers recently said this week that it's too late to restart the pipeline project even if we wanted to. Contracts can be renegotiated. Yeah. And if necessary, other contractors could be brought in. Yeah, they could be. It would just take a lot longer. In other words, we had a window of opportunity after Biden closed it down to open it back up again. And now they're saying, well, okay, that specific opportunity, that's passed. Yeah, it would would basically have to be renegotiated. Um, The whole thing would have to be drawn up again. And, and a lot of this is coming from TC Energy, the Canadian developer behind the project. They're the ones basically pouring cold water on the idea of ever getting it back up and running. Because remember, it's, it was an international uh, agreement between us and Canada. <clears throat> so unfortunately, if the U.S. does decide, yay, we, we do want to we want to do this. Let's let's open it back up again. We got to deal with Canada again and 
FTC Energy and try to get that thing up and going. And who knows how many years that's going to take. So that depends on the motivation of the parties involved. Exactly. Which uh, the Canadians want to get their oil pumped down to our facilities in Texas. Mm-hmm. As like a political cartoon showed uh, Joe Biden with his knees on the pipeline and begging the uh, our enemies for oil. It's one of those things like uh, put your fist in a bucket of water. When you pull it out, <laughs> somebody is going to fill that vacuum. Yep. And so it's yeah. one of those things that if the original company got burned, they might want to write into the future contracts safeguards against government action. Exactly. They're like, no, once we start this contract, guys, um, you can't just decide to stop it on a whim because your political regime changed hands. At least, you know, that would have been smart. <clears throat> but uh, and no, no guarantee that it would have stopped O'Biden anyway because, you know, he, he's going to do what he's going to do. And or his, he's going to do whatever his puppet masters tell him he's going to do. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Dave. Did you have any other points for us today? Uh, I had a little bit more on that one, but I know you probably got other callers, so I'll see y'all next week. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it and we love it when you call in. Take care, all. You too. You too, sir. <clears throat> so I do want to also, um, you know, kind of tailoring on to the the whole COVID thing. The I cannot tell you how much trouble these pharmaceutical companies, the FDA, the CDC, is about to be in. And you all have to you have to hear this video. So this doctor, Ryan Cole, he testified in front of Congress. Remember I was telling you that, you know, Pfizer, Moderna, they might be looking at fraud charges here. Oh, it's already going on. Doctors, scientists, they're testifying in front of Congress. Uh, But don't take it from me. Let's hear it from the good Dr. Ryan Cole himself. Play cut. Oh, and by the way, you can find this on Rumble, not YouTube, because, you know, YouTube sucks. So. From your statement, it seems that you think that vaccines are not effective. Uh, uh, Mr. Chairman, yes, sir. I have never spoken against a vaccine in my lifetime. Uh, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm pro-good science. Now, with these experimental gene shots that have never been used on humanity before, I have uh, strong scientific concerns based on a long, long background in immunology, virology, and pathology. And as the data accumulates and I see the damage being done, I am, uh, again, you know, like you as a physician, and I admire, you know, your long career and what you've accomplished. I think we can both agree that first do no harm, you know, at, at, at warp speed beginning when we tried this concept may have been a good idea. But once the data came in after one month of Pfizer data and we saw 1,200 deaths in one month, we knew right away that something was gravely wrong. 
when a vaccine has 25 to 50 deaths that's pulled off the market, when a medical product has that many deaths that's pulled off the market, when Pfizer had 1,200 in one month, it should have been pulled off the market. So if we look at the six-month data from Pfizer, there were more deaths in their vaccine than in their placebo group. There were more cardiac events in their vaccine than their placebo group. So these um, approvals or authorizations have essentially been obtained by fraud. And that's why you see Wall Street bailing out of Moderna and Pfizer right now, because the data is coming out not from the scientists, but from the actuarial and the insurance companies that are running from the street right now because they're paying out bigger um, death and disability claims than they have ever done in all of their years and careers. I am not anti-vaccine, never have been. I am anti-bad science. Who? from your <clears throat> statement it seems yeah bravo dr ryan cole now we play that for you because he is in congress there being grilled by some congressmen uh, and women it is a matter of record in congress right now all all those facts and their facts that he just recited no one in that hearing refuted or challenged the actual numbers. No one proved that he was lying about the numbers. No one, no one even questioned it. In other words, Congress has accepted his, uh, not deposition, his statement. He is on record. This is now proof. Well, I think the important thing is, is not that they, it's not that they didn't dispute it. Uh, I think the, I think the important point here is that they couldn't dispute it uh-huh. without, without, well, without lying. And uh, they're sworn in, so. Perjuring themselves. Yeah, I, you know. Um, there's still some politicians who really don't want to perjure themselves. There's a few that really don't care. And, of course, that know, one politician but, there who asked him the question, well, it seems like you're anti-vaccine or against vaccines. Uh, no, I'm against bad science. Love it. Love that answer. Yeah, he's not against vaccines, but of course, they have nothing. They have nothing to refute truth and evidence that these doctors and scientists are bringing forth to Congress. Therefore, they go for the ad hominem attack, which is what? Tear down the person instead of the argument. Oh, you're just anti-vaccine. No, I'm not. Yeah, make it personal. Yeah, make Make it it personal personal because they have nothing else. So I want to share something else with you all, and I will put this chart in the show notes on rockoftalk.chat. Pfizer, their adverse event from February 24th, 22. This is just one day. Part one, kids. One seven-year-old boy. This is one day taken out of Pfizer's adverse events for their COVID-19 vaccines. Seven-year-old boy had a seizure. After a vaccine, eight-year-old boy, irregular heart rate, 10-year-old girl, AST increase, that's a liver function problem, 15-year-old boy, pericarditis, 15-year-old boy, myocarditis, 16-year-old girl, cyanosis, 17-year-old boy diagnosed with lymphoma, 17-year-old girl, blindness, 19-year-old girl, pericarditis, and then a 24-year-old male liver function impairment. One day, 
one freaking day. February 24th, not that long ago, folks, of Pfizer adverse events in children only. And as Dr. Ryan Coles, you heard him say, first month in the rollout of the vaccine, 1,200 deaths. Never before. He even said it himself, what we said earlier, 25 to 50 deaths would not be acceptable. 1,200 deaths. Do not let anyone keep pushing this vax tyranny on your bodies because they're still trying. Look here, Ukraine, Ukraine. Oh, yeah, by the way, where's your vax passport? So many places, dance, uh, sports, Pope Joy Hall. You got to show your vax card. Don't let them get away with that. It is medical tyranny and it is an outright violation of your medical rights per the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and ADA and ADAAA. Legally, they are discriminating against you on a medical basis. Still, and they still are injecting people with something that has been proven to have an incredibly high risk of death to not just adults, but to children, more so than any other so-called vaccine in our history. 505-266-1600 to join the conversation in the Kiva. Who do we have on the line? You're on here with the Liberty Lovers. Yeah, David Brent Olson, a.k.a. David Olson 333 on the Internet. Show killer. What you got for us today, sir? Um, yeah, I want to tie a couple things together that you've been talking about for the last hour or so. You were talking about Ukraine earlier, oh, Ukraine, yes. Russia, United States. Then you're talking about uh, the COVID uh, vax abuse things just mm-hmm. now. And 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 so starting with that, which um, has some things in common with uh or putting it in the form of a question, rhetorical question, what does what you just talked about have in common with, uh, let's see, say children being sexually abused by uh, the Boy Scouts or by the Catholic Church or your teacher or pick your abuser? Um, what does what, what that, the two scenarios have in common? For, oh, you mean for um, the, like the medical events from Pfizer? You're comparing well, the, them the, to the, the, the COVID vax abuse mm. of, uh, of adults uh, as mm-hmm. compared to sexual abuse of children. Um, ah, I see gotcha. a relationship. See. Do you see it? Government sanctioned. <laughs> well, let me, well, let me, let me well, cut to the that. They're minors. That, yeah, that is it. Exactly. But the, the government sanction, but children trust the adult that sexually abuses them. And that's why they don't record it initially. That's why they mm-hmm. go along with it. And, and it doesn't get reported until years and years later, if at all, or until it gets discovered by somebody else that, uh, that uh, recognizes it as abuse. And that's exactly what's going on between uh, adult citizens and their government. For some stupid reason, uh, you, the people, I won't say we, the people, cause I don't trust them mm-hmm. at all anymore. Um, but you, the people out there, for some reason, you, you are still trusting your government. They're completely, completely beyond trust. You're to the point in the, 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 your nation's development where your founding fathers that went through this before are telling you from their graves that you need to uh, erase your current government and reform it because it's completely 
unsalvageable as evidenced by the, the fact that they do things like even try to kill you with, with uh, injections that literally kill you. And they know it and they don't care. Right. Okay. And, and let me tie that into the Ukraine thing. The, 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 there, there is, and oh, there's probably an exception, but let me just uh, state it as, a, as, a, as an absolute. There are no peoples on this planet that will go and kill another group of peoples on the planet, absent the, the, the governments that those people are associated with. If all right. of the governments of the world disappeared, at least momentarily, there would be no wars because the people intrinsically don't set out to kill another group of people. They're, they're, they're put up to it by their government. Like the little green men from the, from the former Soviet Union are not down in Ukraine because they want to shoot at people. They're there because they were, they were conscripted on, on punishment of either imprisonment or execution if they don't go down to Ukraine and kill people. Uh, and, 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 and Ukraine is, uh, the, the, the Ukrainian people are noble, but their government is not. As you, yep. as you cited, how their government was playing ball with the Bidens, which ties it to the U.S. The United States government is a bunch of, uh, you, you know, insert the expletive of your choice. And, and they're completely unworthy of being government. And there's and, and, and the system, your normal system, if it ever would work, would have taken care of it by now. But it hasn't, so that's proof positive on its face that your government is irredeemable, uh, absent an extraordinary action by the people. Yeah, I don't even uh, hold Putin against the Russian people. The Russian people as a people themselves are great. And they've got a very rich history and culture, et cetera. They've been just very unfortunate to have um, some rulers who are downright scumbags. So, yeah, and Ukraine is pretty much in the same boat right now, too. Yeah, does Zelensky really care about his people? Well, interestingly enough, um, there have actually been individual reports on the ground in Ukraine that potentially some of these atrocities being visited on the Ukrainian people are not coming from the Russians. Which right. then begs the question, huh, who's blowing up some of these, you know, community centers? It's being blamed on Russia. And here's the thing, both Ukraine and Russia, they both have a vested interest in blaming the other side. And they're going to at every opportunity, right. whether it's the truth or not. And again, like you said, it's the government's playing patty cake right now with people's there, lives. There is no other solution other than all people's uh, uh, um, refusing to cooperate with their governments anymore. That's the only solution. If you think that the, that the solution is going to come by through the government, that the people no. uh, ask tell their government to do something and the government's going to do it, it's too late. You had that opportunity decades or centuries ago. It's too late. Now you're going to have to go beyond that because they're not going to do what you tell them to do. Like I said, absent an extraordinary action on your part. Right. Right. Well, thank and, you. And your, your found, and your founding documents, once again, what did, the, the, what did this country start with? It started with three words. We, the people. 
That yeah. was, and, and, and those were the largest words in any of the script other than John Cancock writing his name. Those are the mm-hmm. largest words in all of the documents. We the people. That's, that's the number one message to you, Americans, that you seem to have forgotten because you do whatever your, your, your GD government tells you to do. And that's not what your founders intended. Your founders intended that as evidenced by we the people. That is the theme. That is the directive. All you got to do is follow the damn directions. Now, and uh, even our country, and I think our country is the only one that had one of its founders say this, Thomas Jefferson basically stipulated that uh, it not only behooves us, it's our duty to basically overthrow a tyrannical government if our government gets tyrannical it is our duty to over to replace it overthrow it etc i forget his exact wording right there but you know unfortunately the u.s is we're the anomaly and i don't think most people realize that the united states is the anomaly in thousands of years of Whoever was the strongest, whoever was the most powerful, whoever was the most connected, being able to manipulate and use everyone else under them. That that's right. how so, countries have been done. Like you said it last week, oh, it's or a week before, it's the new world order is really the old world order trying to resurface because the experiment of the United States of America has been so hugely successful the old world order cannot stand it because authoritarianism has no place in freedom and capitalism and they've been trying to subsume us pretty much since our inception since the beginning since we started not not pretty pretty much right from the inception right from the beginning and over over time americans let their guard down Mm -hmm. and they thought they thought that oh we got this battle won um we're we're good to go forever and no that, that, that's somebody else said who Franklin constant mm-hmm. diligence. What yeah. was that? I don't know what was Franklin. The, the price of uh, freedom is, is, uh, whatever, uh, vigilance. Yeah. Well, it's like when, when he came out after, after they ratified the constitution or, or agreed upon it, at least uh, a woman cried out to him and say, so Mr. Franklin, what do we have? A monarchy or, or a Republic? And he's like, ma'am, you have a Republic if you can keep it. Right. Because, if and why you can if you keep-, keep it? Because he knew he was telling mm-hmm. telling us that there are people that are going to try to take it from you, yeah. and, and Americans have forgotten that. And, and the number one thing too with uh, America that we were founded upon is we trust no government to give us rights. We trust no government to hand us freedom. That's why we acknowledge that they were God given rights and freedoms. Therefore, no government has the right to take it away, and therefore the people have the right to retain them because our founding fathers knew from history, they knew history. No government is going to give up power to the people in all of history. That has never, ever happened, including in American history. Never has our government went, oops, we overstepped our bounds. We're going to go ahead and give this freedom and right back to you. Still hasn't happened. They, our founding fathers knew this, so they set up a system that hopefully would stand in its own way, hence the tri-system of government, the, the three legs of government. Hopefully they would be slow enough and get in their own way and be checks and balances, but that also the people would hopefully have a chance. But they knew 
Uh, and Reagan himself said it, each generation has to continue to fight for their freedoms. So we're, we're, in, we're in our generation's fight right now. And I'm, um, some days I am kind of scared when I allow myself to think about it. What are my children going to have in their future? And, and Reagan, what, and what did they try to do to Reagan? Yep. Tried to make him look like a warmonger. No, no, they, they tried to assassinate him. Oh, yeah, him. that too. That's right. That's right. By the grace of God, they did not succeed. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Well, he, well he, he accomplished something um, that I, I think at the time, no one, everyone had accepted the wall in Germany. As bad as it was, as bad as the split was for the German people, and as much as Russia held sway over Eastern Germany, somehow Reagan used his influence, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. And at that time in history, and I only know this from what my parents had told me, because of course I was a baby, um, that it had seemed at that time like politicians and world leaders the world over, even though they didn't like the situation with Germany and Russia, even though the media were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, there's that wall there. Everyone seemed resigned to accepting that evil. Everyone seemed resigned to accepting that situation, even though they would all admit, yeah, it's bad. But what can you do? And Reagan was the one who called it out. He's like, no, we're going to demand tear it down. And that's what happens when good men stand up against evil. And for our listeners out there in the audience, do not think that just because you're not some world leader at the top of the food chain that you cannot do the same. Well, I remembered I was, I was uh, old enough to remember that, the tear down this wall. And, and I think that the, what had happened is many of the world leaders in the, in, around the, well, around the world, around the globe, they were, they were really afraid that they were going to set off a, a nuclear holocaust, that they were yeah. going to start World War III. And they were really afraid. And, and you know, Reagan came to a, a point where I think he just said, you know what? Um, we're calling your bluff. Yeah. So, so take, so take down the wall and we, we know what happened. I mean, the rest, as they say, is history. We know what happened after that. The wall went down, the wall came down. Yeah. Because one person had the audacity as they saw it back then to stand up and speak the truth. Yeah. So that's, that's why we're, we're here. We keep speaking the truth. Thank you, David, for calling in. We yeah, always appreciate your voice added to the conversation as well, sir. Lastly, you were talking about uh, uh, the, uh, I forget your exact words, but you were talking about the uh, the rights coming from God and government. Yes. They don't come from government. Government is just there to what? Now, so go back and reference the exact uh, language in the Declaration of Independence. They said exactly that, 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 that uh, uh, and I don't remember the exact, words about reading them, but we, we, the people establish governments to be the protectors of those rights. Those they rights, don't say, yes. they, they don't say that the government gives us those rights. They say that we establish our, the governments to protect those rights yes. that we already have that came from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and then they go on and then they go on to say when, when government undermines that system, the, the, the government has to go and then we replace it with one that better suits our needs. 
Exactly. Yeah. And well, like in the preamble, we the people, uh, in order to form a more perfect union, we the people establish justice. We the people ensure, in order to ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for common defense, to promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, we the people do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. We don't even say that we're we're trusting the government to make a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. We're saying we the people do this and by establishing the constitution as we've, you know, gone over the past year in the constitution class, the constitution was the framework for basically the prison in which government was supposed to reside and operate out of at the behest and will of the people. So even from the very preamble, from the very beginning, there's an acknowledgement, not of government, but what of we, the people, what our intentions are, and therefore why we establish the constitution, which thereby establish the parameters of the government for the United States of America. So yeah, you're right. It, it goes even, you know, even deeper than that. We're not trusting the government. We, the people, decide what the government should operate out of, what their parameters should be, because we have these goals. And yes, many Americans have forgotten. Uh, Many Americans, unfortunately, aren't even being taught in schools. Please, people, pull your kids out of public school. Um, I know they say, oh, there's no more CRT. There's no CRT in the curriculum. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. I, I talk to teachers all the time. And uh, they they confirm, oh, yeah, they're still pushing the same crap. (laughs) So so don't believe me. Teach your children the Constitution. Teach them what their God-given rights are. Note one more thing uh, in those founding documents. by, By definition, the nation was established not by... Uh, the the government by a government the na- the nation wasn't established by a government nope. by the, the legislature or the executive the nation was established by a popular movement of the people and yes. by definition that's the the and and the, and and by the letter of those documents um, it is uh, by logical reason reasoning and deduction um, the government can be dissolved by yes. a popular movement we don't have to go to court we don't have to pass a law we can simply speak it as as such and the government is over as long as enough people stand up and walk out into their public space and and declare it and tell the people to get out of their offices it can be done as casually as that and that's and and you can you can deduce that uh to a legal standard from those documents and again that's why the people in washington i believe are afraid right now because again, yeah, they've got about them. Yeah, the fences went back up as soon as they heard a convoy was coming. They've got over a million people around in Maryland, around the uh, uh, Washington, D.C. area. They've got thousands of truckers that still are circling the Beltway pretty much every day. There's still sure. people circling still demanding freedom, demanding that our politicians listen to us, et cetera. That's why they're shouting desperately, Ukraine, Ukraine, stand with Ukraine, because they are trying to distract from what's happening here because our people are waking up. Our truckers are like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. Freedom, baby. It's all about freedom. And 
you guys better sit up and listen because it is the blue collar workers of this nation. It's the truckers. It's the people who go to work every day and work with their hands and their sweat and pour their pour their soul into the soil of this nation. That's what makes this nation tick. That's what makes this nation run. Well, you need a general. You need a general up. strike. You need a general strike for a couple of weeks, to, and that'll shut the whole thing down. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we say, you know, everybody, uh, strike uh, not just strikes, but shortages. They're coming from all angles. Um, be prepared, everybody. Make make sure that you have enough of the necessities for you and yours to survive for several months at least. Because unfortunately, I really do believe things are going to get worse before they get better. At this point. Well, thank you, sir. It's always good to have yep. the show killer on with us, especially at the end of the show. You have yourself a good day, sir, and we will talk to you next Saturday. So, Later. yes, yeah, so, and I think you know, like like what David was talking about is there's there's a couple things that we really really should be doing. Um, you know, we need to we need to be banding together. Um, yeah, know your neighbors. To, yeah, know your neighbors. Find like-minded individuals. Put together groups. You can start as watchdog groups, you know, um, get together. There's there's constitutional groups out there. Um, you know, it, it, you just need to, you have to find them and, and figure out where you fit. Um, look at the Convention of States. You know, it's conventionofstates.com. Check mm-hmm. that out. Um, um, there was some movement on that. And, and, and at this point, it... it I don't want to say it's stalled out, but there's still a lot more work to do. Mm-hmm. So there are things that, that we need to do. And you know what? It's going to take work. It's going to take work. But, you know, like, like what David said, um, constant vigilant, the quote, constant vigilance is the price of freedom. Um, you know, we wouldn't expect to go to the gym for one, one day and expect to be, you know, buff and cut and fit for, for the, the rest, rest of our of the lives. Year, yeah. No, you, you got to keep working at it. And it's the same thing here. We need to work at it. We've got to work together. We've got to get together as groups of constitutional minded people. Yes. And it's, it's, it's possible we can do this. But we, we have to have constant vigilance. And for a lot of us, you know, that, that means we have to do what we can in the space where we are, whether as Danelle, one of our other callers said earlier, okay, we need to, we need to keep complaining, keep complaining to these businesses who still have vax and mask mandates. Absolutely. Hey, Hey, why, why, why are you guys making your uh, employees subservient to us? I'd love to see some smiles and customer service. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel good walking in and seeing masks everywhere. It's dehumanizing to your employees. You can do that. Talk to, Business owners, talk to managers, make complaints at the corporate level. Again, like we said earlier, call your senators and representatives in Washington, also the ones here in your own state. Let them know, yeah, we don't buy this this Ukraine distraction for a moment. Please focus on our country. Focus on our state. We are tired of our state, especially New Mexico, being last in everything <clears throat> or first in all the bad things. What was it? We, we're definitely first in crime rate. Uh, what was it Dowd was talking about earlier this week? Oh, we're definitely last in education. Um, 
and and you know all, all the bad things we're first in all the good things we kind of tend to be last in hmm, wonder why that is but one last thing here pertaining to vax vaccine passports more specifically a warning you all if you thought that the world health organization is giving up because all these countries are opening up all these countries are rolling back mandates yeah no uh world health organization is still making moves on international vaccine passports here's the p the hidden p in the shell game everybody don't miss this they're still pushing for this there's they still want international vaccine passports so that you can't go from one country to another without having to show a passport they want this to be so run-of-the-mill so normal so oh i don't even give it a second thought that oh yeah just like your id just like your international passport you have to show your vax passport as well in other words forget all the all the the fear campaigning you know for forget all the covid stuff right now we don't need that anymore because the idea of an international covid vaccine passport has already taken root in enough countries so the who no not not the wonderful band but the world health organization mm-hmm. is bringing together groups to develop a trust framework that would allow countries to verify whether vaccine credentials are legitimate Ooh. And why this matters? Oh, well, it's going to aid international travel, don't you know? By allowing proof of vaccination to be more easily shared and verified. Many countries and regions have different standards of proof of inoculation, creating confusion for travelers and officials. It's piecemeal, not coordinated, and done nation to nation. It can be a real challenge. And the WHO would only say that news on the topic should be coming soon. So they're behind smart health cards, which have become the de facto standard for digital vaccine credentials in the U.S., by the way. Uh, Yeah, did anyone of you realize, did anyone, anyone realize that we have a de facto standard of vax cards already in the U.S.? Remember when it first started? Oh, well, here, just just take this printout and that'll be your proof of vax. Just yeah, we sort of have a card you can print out. Yeah, I guess I'll sign a card for you. A lot of confusion in the beginning. No, we have a de facto standard in the U.S. Huh, when did that happen? Hmm? And it's unclear right now. Um, you know, the group will, the Smart Health Cards group will participate in the World Health Organization's initiative. Right now, it's unclear whether the U.S. would participate. Hey, if the puppet in chief is still in the White House basement, you can bet the answer is going to be yes. But uh, yeah, this would be the most significant, coordinated, international push to enable interoperable credentials among nations and regions. Don't lose sight of this. They're still pushing for control. They're still pushing for a way globally to bend people to their will. And they're not stopping. So, yeah, right now, everything in the news is Ukraine, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. And then 
World Health Organization is slipping this one right under the world's nose. Do not blink. Do not forget what they want us to forget. Remember it. Remember what they've done. Keep your eyes open because they're they're not going to stop, people. They're just, they don't stop. They just don't stop grasping and grabbing for power. Yep. You know, and on that note, I want to read something just real quick here. Um, I actually do get emails from RPNM. Oh, uh, yes. And on March 11th, there was a letter from from Steve Pierce. Mm -hmm. Um, Shocked the heck out of me, by the way. Yeah, speaking... That he came out and did this. Yeah, speaking of, of, uh, well... Not trying stopping. to take, yeah, not stopping and taking control. Um, I'll just, it's it's a pretty brief letter. I'll read this real quick. Um, the following is a statement from Republican Party of New Mexico Chairman Steve Pierce on revelations from credible sources that Governor Lujan Grisham is conspiring via secret meetings with Democrats to revive and modify election laws after bills were defeated in the recent legislative session. And the quote is if the, if these backdoor meetings are true, it stinks of corruption and the governor should be called out on this. It's a low move to save her re-election bid. She knows she's in trouble politically, and so she tries any devious way to manipulate things in her favor. Again, when this governor doesn't get what she wants, she tries to change the rules. She cannot be trusted. These are just more deceitful tactics to get her way. She's behaved in this authoritarian manner throughout her governorship. It's disgraceful that she cannot accept what the legislature does. This move to change election laws is a desperate attempt to steer the election in her favor by altering the rules, end quote. And again, that's from Representative Steve Pierce. So, you know, lest you think things are easing up and and getting better, um, you know, at at the risk of sounding like a naysayer, they're not. We're not, we, we can't, we cannot sit and relax. We, we, we've got to remain vigilant. Yeah. Um, It doesn't matter that, um, both election bills that would have basically entrenched voter fraud and cheating even more into our state systems. It's not enough for her that both of those failed. Did we, and we told you all this, did we think she was going to stop? No. Now, I had put my money on her calling a special session, but apparently that's not even enough. He's like, oh, okay, well, let's just see. How can we bypass? Well, I'll, the tell, you why, I'll tell you why she's not going to call a special session. Um, and and we have a link, we'll have a link for this, but this is off of KOB, Kai <laughs> Porter for March 10th. Um, New Mexico lawmakers call for extraordinary session to override governor's veto because they had um, Senate Bill 48. Mm-hmm. It was kind of it was a spending bill, and she vetoed the whole thing. Yep. She's got Democrats and Republicans alike um, just short of calling for her head here. They oh, yeah. they are they are very angry because um, some of this bill um, they say was going to go toward funding uh, fire stations, police stations, you know, th- you know, th- utilities that are necessary for our safe communities. And she just said, no, absolutely not. Um, And what's interesting about this is 
there actually were quite a few things in this bill, too, that we didn't agree with. Now, some bad things did get cut out. This is sort of her, I think, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, there were some good things in there. There were some bad things in there. And I'm not sure if if she did this out of... Out of spite? Spite, like a temper tantrum. Because, like Jaybird said, uh, and if you read the KOB4 article, we'll include that in the notes. Um, Democrats and Republicans alike, legislators, are just dumbfounded and stymied they're like why would you why would you do that why would you veto this bill now personally for me thank the lord this happened i'm not saying that in vain uh i'm all for less legislation and this understand this bill was by no means a conservative or republican bill Right, but here's here's the thing though. This is what I what I think is really fascinating is, you know, she released a statement and she said, quote, many of the projects listed in SB 48 are not fully funded, leaving open the possibility that money will be wasted on projects that will never be completed. This is unacceptable. Okay, that was her statement. Now, what I think is funny is <laughs> Also, uh, you know, on KOB, and I use KOB because, um, you know, I want, I, you know, I want everybody to, I, ha, we've heard too many times, oh, you just get your information from Fox News. No, well, no, I don't. this I'm, is local I'm legacy this, media. I'm getting this where any dummy can get it. And, <laughs> and I'm not saying you guys are dummies. I know you're not, you're listening to this, you're not dummies, but um, this is for, you know, family members and friends that we have out there that are dummies that are going to accuse us. Oh, you're just getting information that's biased. Well, no, this is also from K&M. I mean, sorry, KOB. Oh, that's a terrible one. Ooh. Um, aerospace company picks Albuquerque for major hydrogen manufacturing jobs. Well, on Thursday, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and this is according to Brittany Costello, Michelle Lujan Grisham announced Universal Hydrogen, a company working to decarbonize aviation, will build a facility facility near the Sunport. So the state's giving Universal Hydrogen $10 million in economic development funds. Um, okay, so she won't pass SB 48 because she says it's, um, it's irresponsible and, to fund projects and, hmm. that are not complete, that don't have complete funding. But then she goes and she drops $10 million on a company that, to my knowledge, um, does not have any any working prototypes i've i have i have searched this company um they are they are less than two years old they only applied for an ipo in october october 21st of 2021 this is not an established company in any way nope this is a fledgling company just getting started Gruesome won't approve SB 48. And by the way, SB 48, and this is according to one of the Democrat senators, House Democrats, would have funded transportation for veterans with disabilities, literacy programs, meal delivery for the medically vulnerable and the homebound, and other critical services for families. She wouldn't fund that, but... But she's funding, you know, and pardon the pun here... Pie in the sky. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Another one. Boondoggle. What does this sound like to all of you? Spaceport America? Is that ringing any bells here? 
here we are again. We're, we're back in the situation again with this idiot in Santa Fe. So 10 now, million. Ten, so, she wants to say 10 million. Of, oh, my gosh. So we know she's going to try and cheat. Ugh. And we know that she has tantrums and she's not going to do what's best for our state. We know and this. we know that she will even ignore, apparently, her own party members to some extent. Um, oh, yeah, as well as the media, because she won't give them uh, any press conferences anymore. So I'm putting this out there to all of you. I know we've talked about reaching out to our representatives. And generally, when we do, we reach out to the representatives that... Um, that are in our area that that in we our district. that we that are in our district representatives that we feel like will listen to us. But you know what? We need to go a step further. We need to send out to all the representatives. Mm -hmm. We need to get their attention, and we need to have they need to go after her and get her out of office. Yeah, let and, them know how unhappy you are that oh she'll fund this hydrogen manufacturing hub. That that by the way, it, like Jay Bird was saying. It's not fully funded. It's not even fully formed. Okay, well, when did they get their license? When did they just, I believe, get licensed recently? Well, the company formed less than two years ago, mm -hmm. but they, they filed for um, public trading um, October 21st, 2021. Yeah, that, that doesn't bespeak of something that is well established. So she's, so she's, she's, she's putting $10 million in a company that technically has... Uh, no prospectus. I mean, at this point, they all they have is money that's been invested in them. They don't have any um, particular income coming in. They have mm. nothing uh, of collateral. It, it's it's another boondoggle. Yes. So if if we can't get gruesome recalled, then we we damn well better make sure that the election goes in our favor. And yeah. get her out. And, and keep in mind, here's the comparison. Oh, yeah, I'll put $10 million in a boondoggle. But I'm saying no to over $50 million in funds for various projects, you know, including, um, you know, education and college programs, you know, like we said, disabled veterans, people who are homebound, et cetera. And look, again, folks, I'm not saying that I wanted that SB48 to pass. By the way, I, I sort of think it's... Uh, a strange godsend that it didn't pass because it would have gotten our our sit our state in more debt. However, this is a double standard on her part, and this is this is called strategy. You use this. Call your Democrat senators and representatives. I'm planning to call them. And be like, okay, yeah, I cannot believe that she prioritized a boondoggle of a company. And she did it with an executive order, by the way. She issued an executive order ordering certain branches of her administration to uh, yeah, her cabinet secretaries and lawmakers to work together to find new opportunities in the clean energy economy and hydrogen space. Yeah, she prioritized a hydrogen boondoggle over our children college, education programs, medical, dis disabled vets, disabled homebounds, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you can still look up SB48 on uh, nmlegis.gov, by the way, if you want to see everything that's in there. And again, I'm not saying I agreed with everything that's in there, but especially with those of you who have Democrat legislators, 
Call them out on the carpet on this. Yeah, this is the time. I'm not happy. They're they're upset with her. Now's the time to get in their heads, to bend their ear, and to get them to do something. Yeah, because if, if they're hearing from their people, and, and keep in mind, all of this, and this is kind of uh, funny in a way, um, or ironic, I should put it, in that this faux pas on her part is so huge because you can argue and put pressure on her via your legislators using nothing but Democrat talking points if you want. You got a Democrat senator that you're like, oh, they never listen to me. Okay, well, then you call them. You don't put any what they like to call what right wing talking points out there. No, none of that. Are you kidding me? The governor just prioritized a boondoggle over our our children and education and our health care and public safety. You can do it all with Democrat lingo and talking points. I'm telling you that she handed us an amazing, frankly, opportunity. On a silver platter. Yep. Take it. Start calling. Start emailing. Oh, my gosh. I, she just handed us an opportunity to potentially wreck the gubernatorial election for her this year. Don't miss it, New Mexico. This is huge. Remember, stay free. Resistance. Oh, it's, ne- it's never futile, you all. Just say no to tyranny. We're all essential. And hey, let's get this governor out of here and make our state great again. That's right. See you next week. See ya. Oh,